Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome to Mectrospective, the mecha podcast where we cover everything from Astro Boy to Mazinger Z. I'm Tooch. I'm Devin, and uh, we're back with probably one of my favorite shows of all time. We're back with what is growing to be. Uh, is that? <laughs> I can't grammar right now. It is growing into one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, uh, at least Hopefully. one of the best sequels of all time. Oh, no, for sure. Like, definitely the most, like, this is the this is the Dragon Ball Z of Gundam, or it should be like Dragon I've, Ball Zeta, I've, right? Like for <laughs> real though, it's like it's like the sequel, and in 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 many, it's doing a lot of things different, and and you know, it's it doesn't have this, the exact same focus, but there's a lot of the same characters are there. There's a blonde lady who doesn't show up at all in the sequel. <laughs> oh no, I love them both. <laughs> Sailor and Launch are busy hanging out at a bar. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, the dream. Um, that's my fanfic. Uh, is that, is that your, is that your, are you, you're gonna start shipping launch from Dragon Ball? That's your crossfic? God, <laughs> I don't Sailor know. Mass? It wouldn't, it's, it's not a ship. They, they just, like, fucked because they needed it. <laughs> um, you know? But, uh, I, I, um, I, I, I do wonder, like, the more I watch this, the more I'm like, man, like, there's a world where, like, Toonami just did what they did with Dragon Ball Z and just went, just push this. And it's like, well, we don't have the first part. Like, I don't, it doesn't fucking matter. This is cool enough to where they'll just pick it up on their own. Like, because it's like, they didn't. I, th- I think a lot of people saw Zeta first. Like, that in, makes sense. in the 80s when it aired. Because, I mean, like, unless. Oh, you sure. Caught- how easy was it to go? Like, wh- like, that's why theater cut, like, film versions were probably in vogue because it was a way to reintroduce audiences to the, the show when, like, reruns and home video was only just being birthed. And probably, in, yeah, and especially in Japan, I think that's where it started with, with home video. Yeah, like Betamax. And even now today, Japan still has a big rental culture. I, I didn't know this because I was, I was talking to one of my friends who was living in Japan at the time, and uh, he was telling me, like, just how prohibitively expensive it is to buy anime in Japan, whereas it's whereas manga is like you can get manga for stupid cheap, right? Yeah, because because they print it on like they print it on cheap as hell paper, and it's not colored, and it's just like yeah, like I, you can I, from Mandarake, I got the entirety of Devilman for like the equivalent of twelve dollars, which is like a third of the cost of one volume in America. Yeah, and uh, but in Japan, it, it's like. You would be paying probably five hundred dollars, the equivalent of five hundred dollars for a copy of the entire series of Zeta Gundam. That is insane. To but they, me. but they still have a huge rental culture, so it's still very easy for you to go out and see it. You just wouldn't own it. I guess that's why. I wonder if, I wonder like, and this is just me, uh, like making po- wild political accusations and not knowing enough. But like, I wonder if like the rental industry there has some sort of like lobbying power where they're keeping like they're 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 keeping prices high somehow through influence and power <laughs> who knows i uh but the, i was reading a while ago that uh that Ideon was like impossible to watch for nearly two decades because it was very rare and prohibitively expensive so unless you wanted to spend like like six thousand dollars to buy Ideon, it was like nearly uh-huh. impossible to find or you were lucky enough to have a video store that had it on dvd Wow, yeah, jeez. In the movies, apparently, were even harder to find. 
And that's Honest also count. why a lot of um, that's that's why the Galactic Heroes box set was so expensive. Was and they only did, did made that one edition was to prevent um, cross I- reverse importing. Oh my god, that's honestly a little sad <laughs> to and, have and the, to get your shit that was made in your country <laughs> from other countries. And that's that's like why a lot of games like the Final Fantasy VII remake you can't turn the language to Japanese. You can turn the voices to Japanese, but you can't turn the text. Oh my. And that's, like, for example, my Ideon Blu-rays that I have from, like, Right Stuff, or right, for Made in, I think Made in Japan is the company that I, uh, uh that, that did the Ideon Blu-rays. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of the English subs are hard-coded. You can't turn them off. Oh my god, that's weird. I mean, it's not weird because I get it, but it's just buck wild that that's the lengths they, like, dog, just make them cheaper! <laughs> Figure it out. Like, I, th- look, that that money's clearly not going. Like these studios, like that that money's clearly not going to your fucking the people doing any kind of actual labor for you. Like, like I I'm not gonna pretend I understand it, but that's just the way it is. I no, I mean, no well, it's I like, understand it. I just I don't understand why it is the way it is. <laughs> fucking, because they can. Yeah, money. Uh, speaking um, of money and greed, let's talk about Zeta Gundam. <laughs> fuck yeah, love it. Honestly, not a whole lot of, um, I mean, unless I'm, honestly, the, the, I I saw the front half of this and the back half of this a little bit apart from one another, like, so I, I'm gonna need you to take the lead for the front. Yeah, I, it's, it's a bit blurry for me too, but I think I got the most of it. Also, because I think we're like, we're very much in like a transitionary period, so there's not a whole lot of major beats, like, uh, some, some, some characters show up is what I will say that I remember vividly as the characters. So let's, let's start with one thing that I promised the end of last episode before we dump into characters. Mm-hmm. Hoshizora no believe. Uh. Oh, I see. <laughs> Movie magic. Uh, oh, I was gonna, I said we talked about Hoshizora no believe. Oh, I thought you were gonna, <laughs> I thought that was the part where you dropped it in there. No, no. Oh, okay, dang. Uh, That's staying that in. Sometimes. Um... <laughs> But (laughs) it's my favorite. I mean, I feel like I'm even before I feel like even before we decided to do this show, it's on record that that is one of my top like top five anime endings. It it really is one of my uh, one of my top five as well. It's there's something just how it's how simple it is. It's just that looping animation of Fa and Haro like passing the earth in space. Camille shows up for like half a second with the please. Yeah, and kissing kissing a fucking mannequin of Fa. <laughs> is this allowed? It's just like it's fucking it's fucking uh, brain farting on his name. Oh no, uh, H. John Benjamin Quattro. Is this allowed? I don't get the reference. <laughs> oh, it's some it's some vine where the the vine the the guy filming the guy and like uh, this isn't funny anymore because I'm explaining a fucking vine to someone. <laughs> Um, but it's just a, like, it's, it's like a six second video of somebody filming, filming a girl, so like seemingly making out with a guy and he just keeps bothering them going like, is this allowed? And she's just like, stop. And apparently I can't ever tell when I go back and watch it, but everybody tells me that the joke is that she is pretending to make out with a mannequin, but he, it seems like a real person, but I can't, it's only six seconds. I can't, I don't know. I just had to believe everyone, Devin, they could all be yeah. gaslighting me. You have to Hoshizora no believe them. I do. Please. <laughs> Please. Um, 
so no, yeah, very, very good. And honestly, like, I'm surprised, and this is just a testament to why Zeta Gundam needs to be more popular. Imagine how easy it would be to just make, I mean, you know, run cycles aren't easy, but in terms of, like, parody, there should be way more, there should be way more parodies of this ending. I I came up with a couple, and then I never made them, because I have a, I'm pretty sure I have attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, but that's neither here nor there. I just love it. It's It's simple. Uh, it's pure. It's that. It's that classic, uh, like shonen, uh, shonen anime that almost always ends on a serious cliffhanger. But for some reason, let's put the like the cutest pop song at the end every week. Like that. that that's what endeared me to like Inuyasha and shit like that. Like every episode of Inuyasha ends with someone impaling Inuyasha and Kagome like fucking dangling from a cliff. And then it's like a fucking montage of them like on a date and shit. There's like a Ferris wheel and it's snowing. Yeah. <laughs> and Sashomaru is looking wistfully in the distance while this six-year-old follows behind him. So, uh, let, all, so this is what I was excited to talk to you about. Because this is where we start getting into the women of Zeta Gundam. Oh boy! Which is what I think you really want to talk about. Love to get into the women. It's one of my favorite things. (laughs) So let's talk about some of the new characters. We're not going to go over everybody, but just uh, let's let's start. uh, Let's start toward the back, uh, Mm. uh, the the second half of these episodes. That's my favorite place to start when I'm getting into women. (laughs) I was going to say let's start with Fa because we see way more of her now. Yeah, honestly, I am, not only do we see more of her, she's, um, what's that phrase, like, doing shit? <laughs> she's actively participating in the events we of the have series. A thir- we have a third person who thinks they can be the, the protagonist mecha pilot, uh. I think, yeah, you're right, Fa, Jared, and, like, Camille are all competing to be the main character of Zeta Gundam. Uh, I was listening, and Katz. And cots, yeah. But like <laughs> so, his time, his time to truly, uh, whatever the opposite of shine is, that hasn't come yet. But he's also back. Yeah, Co- we- we'll get to cots when we're talk when we're talking more about the episode uh, when we go through our-, our summary of the episodes. Uh, but but yeah, uh, and and so Fa comes back like towards towards the end, um with the i mean we're getting ahead of ourselves like you always do but like with the zeta gundam in tow it's like and also i'm here and also haro's here and camille is just like move and like hugs haro <laughs> I like- hey camille i brought you this mech like i need my orb friend <laughs> and now we'll we'll have 35 minutes of about tooch talking about how much she loves haro <laughs> Uh, i mean there's nothing to there's nothing to say it's haro it's the fucking hello kitty of gundam Haro, out of when it comes to mascot characters, Haro is like the least offensive. You the can't le- go wrong. Like it's that cla- look. Look, if you want to make a good like ask yourself, if you want to make a good mascot, dot eyes, round, circ- as circular as you can feasibly make it. Everything else doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Hello Kitty, Kirby, Mickey Mouse is three fucking circles because he thinks he's hot shit. So, uh, getting into some into some controversy, let's talk about a uh, a character I don't really like, and a lot of people don't seem to like. Uh, let's talk about Beltachka. Beltachka, um... Because I can never figure out what the fuck her deal is. Like, I, I've watched this, I've watched the first half, like, the, the Amuro arc is what I consider, like, episodes, like, 13 through, like, 16. Did I send you that screen cap of, like, okay, so I, I was like, 
I I was very much that same way, and I didn't want to be because you know I am a I'm a staunch defender of being against this notion that like there's always at least one fucking random woman in 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 a drama that it's mostly male fan base can't fucking stand, and it's almost always horseshit when they're like that about whichever character it is. But like every time Beltorchka walks into the room, I'm just like the fuck are you doing in here why the fuck are you still here who lets you just walk the fuck around what do you do what do you, what the fuck are you doing they're in a war are you doing you fall you fly a biplane that thing's older than everybody in this fucking ship combined <laughs> um but then honestly she she said this one no i think someone i think it might have been emma or somebody else like called her out on her shit and it was summarized it was so succinct and it hit me in the gut so it was hard. mirai because emma i don't think emma ever meets beltachka it was mirai it was mirai yeah honestly it's 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 so great that there's so many female characters in this that i can get them mixed up uh <laughs> love i love to see it rarely do uh because like show. i I feel like a lot of the time that there's, like, I, I think, I think, like, Rose from The Last Jedi to bring up the accursed Star War again is a uh-huh. good example of just, like, people just want to project all of their misogyny onto a single character, but excuse it by saying, no, I don't hate women, I just hate this character, when really you just hate women. Yeah, like, there's there's no, there's there's rarely any other women around that are as impactful as them for, for you to have to prove it, like. And it's, like. The I think the only female character in in the Gundam franchise I don't well not fran- I I can think of a ton of characters from Seed I hate but like at least in the Universal Century that I don't like is Beltachka Irma, and not even because she like I just don't understand her character I don't understand what she wants what she wants <laughs> aside aside from wanting to fuck Amuro, and I I I want to like every like that's I go into every piece of fiction wanting to like every character not as a person but as a as a fictional character written by people. I want to, I want to like, I don't go in there trying to like, I want to find the shitty characters so I can write think pieces about how much they suck. Like, that's not me. So when I, when I end up not liking a character, that is like, that's a, that's a tragedy to me. No, I'm, I'm very much this. I'm very much the same. Um, but I think I'm starting to get like that, that line that I wish I could find. Yes. You're carelessly jumping too deeply into people's hearts. Yeah, and that's, that's that, what Mirai says to her. Yeah, Mirai says that to her, and I was just like, oh, I hate Beltorchica because her entire existence calls me out. <laughs> like, Beltorchica is that motherfucker who just, like, you know, she... She she thinks she knows Amuro because she knows who Amuro is, and she has this ideal of of Amuro and her desire to have a place in all of this. Um, and it's just like even when he's even when she's not like immediately like pursuing him, she still just has a baseline, just like. Oh, and don't worry. Like I, I, un- I understand his pain. I, I totally get it. And everyone around her is constantly like, "No, you fuck it. Like, of course you don't. Who are you? I don't know. I, I, I guess I, I, I can resonate with that. I like, you know, I, I definitely, 
I, I've had like social faux pas that obviously aren't as bad as this because they're in the middle of a space war. <laughs> um, but just like relationships that have fallen apart because I had to realize that the relationship I wanted was fundamentally not what the other person was either was capable of giving me, not what they wanted, not what the situation was, even though Amro does have some kind of relationship with her. Which I also don't understand. (laughs) Yes, and maybe even Amro is working through that himself, but because of that, it gives her just enough to, like, like, anytime she's in doubt, Amro will do something, and it's just enough to keep her latched on. Um, And, but I think, but maybe that's me just deadass projecting at that point. Um, So I am, at this point, you know, started off really weak, didn't love her, um, I'll probably never love her, but in terms of getting what, in terms of smelling what she's stepping in, I do need to watch the rest of the series and see how her whole arc wraps up, but I am reinvested thanks to Mirai literally just calling her out like that and just showing her whole ass, and now I'm just like, oh, that's what it is. Okay, well now I have something to latch onto, I have something to chew on, you know? Okay. Because, like... Because my issue is is a little more metatextual, where it's or a little more narrative, where I just don't understand what her character's purpose is. Was it to just was it to like Red Letter Media always brings from Mike from Red Letter Media always brings up in eighties movies how they always have to write in a completely useless love interest solely to make it seem that the main characters aren't gay. Oh yeah, no, I think I do think meta narratively that's that is what she is. I think because I because I think you know this is Camille's show. And, but they still want to have Amro around, and and you know they need to give Amro more things to do than like be Camille's be fucking be Camille's fucking Yoda, and um, be Camille's be- beleaguered miserable Yoda. I love when I love when like Amro's like Amro and I I think Bill might have been Bill Torchica might have been somebody else, but like Amro like they're running for their life in the city out of mechs. And the only thing Amuro can think to say as he sees the fucking Mark II fight, I think at that point, like, the, the untransformed Psycho Gundam is just, like, fucking, like, he's just like, nah, man, Camille's fucking up out there. He's not doing anything right. I gotta fucking tell him off later. Like, <laughs> I love Amuro in this. And, she, and she's just like, Amuro, can we, like, go? <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't hate Beltachka. She's, I, I just, she's the only character I don't like. And that's not even, like, I'm not gonna sit there tweeting it's, how much I hate her and harassing her Seiyu. It's weak. It's weak to justify her addition when there's already such a full house. Um, you know, just because, like, that that's an early... That's a pretty... One of the fundamental writing rules I try to always remember from my, honestly, otherwise pretty mediocre workshop from college was just, like, if you don't absolutely fucking need a character, just fucking get rid of that character because you need... you. You need the room for the characters you need. Exactly, and I think Tomino is usually pretty good at that. Tomino's good at that. You know, they they had, they had a, you know they had a bigger budget. They had you know bigger balls. You know, they, I, they I'm were... just wondering if I'm just wondering if maybe she's filling a role that was a, a, a supposed to be Sela, but they couldn't get her Seiyu. Oh. and they're like, okay, let's just add, let's just okay, because Amuro because Amuro and Sela were kind of set up to be love interests toward the back half of Double oh Seventy Nine. God, that's so sad if that's true. And because, like, it's a big jab, like, because people take Seiyu really seriously, so unless you were, like, dead or formally retired from the role, they're not going to just recast you because you're unavailable. They're going to work around you. Yeah. Um, fuck. And that's, I think, and that, that's could. what I'm thinking. 
And I'm wondering if like am I resenting Beltachka because I wish she was Sela? Dog, imagine if Se- imagine if they're like, oh fuck, is that a biplane? And it- and fucking Sela was on it. And, yeah, that would that would rule. Game changer, one of the best moments in anime. Imagine she's fucking dressed like Amelia Earhart and shit. God, she she jumps off the airplane, looks Quattro dead in the face, and says, "Take those fucking sunglasses off, you idiot." She slaps the sunglasses off. <laughs> I thought you were dead, you motherfucker. Can we use the fucking like if we manage? Because it's like uh in the, in the later half of in in like in the, in the, oh no for the entirety of like C Lab they would just like whenever they wanted to uniquely animate something they would just kind of like rig their own puppets with the animation cells and limbs of the characters. Which is how like can, the later can, seasons of C Lab just look in general. Can we just digitally put replace Beltarchka with Sela in Gundam and Zeta Bridged? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll definitely put that on the plan. Uh, oh next up on list of controversial uh, Gundam women, do you want to talk about four now or later? Um, well, I, I think, honestly, four is a big plot thing, so maybe later, once we get into why she's there and what and what she and Camille are doing. So, it's so, okay. Let's talk about more because she's new. We saw her very briefly in part one, rescuing Jared from utter destruction. Yeah, she's Jared's new mommy. Um, she's Jared's new Titan mom. Camille keeps I, killing all of his. I, I love every all. I love how gross Shiraco is towards her. Not because like that's a thing I had condoned, but I, I like their dynamic because it's weird and gross. Yeah, she's just like constantly upset at everything he thinks and says and does, and he <laughs> just like Straco is. If this were if this were a live action thing, like if they ever adapted Zeta Gundam into anything live action, like Japan, Japanese or otherwise, they would need to get some fucking famous character actor to play him because he's a ham. He eats the scenery. He just loves being Sirocco. Fuck, I'm, man. In my head, I'm just imagining Jeffrey Combs in, like, a purple wig. <laughs> or, like... <laughs> pro- probably, like, one of those char- like one of those character actors who's played, like, 90 different roles in, Star- in, like, Next Generation as, like, aliens, and they're always under, like, heavy prosthetics, but they've played, like, 80 different roles. Absolutely. But, yeah, no, you're right. Because I, I remember I remember now Jeffrey Combs in... in in star in, in star trek like abs absolutely golden or just like god like my only thought was was <laughs> this isn't the same but like when i was trying to think of like character actors i was like what would a young nick cage do with any kind like who who would he play i, I feel like he could pl- we could put him as someone in Xeon or something we, we make nick cage McCuvey. God, no, no. What if he was Gearin? Oh my, oh my. That okay. You, you. I, I was shooting for the. I was shooting for like the the. I was shooting for the stratosphere. You went for the fucking moon. Okay, that's, I a, get that's it. a better that's idea. A galaxy brain. Thank you. Your brain is huge. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, but no, yeah. Um, but I, I, I wonder if like Nick Cage would open up one of those like, pay me by the word to like, do a thing. I'd have him record the like Garmazabi funeral speech. <laughs> Well, okay, what what's my motivation? Um, your younger brother, uh, you you sent your younger brother to die in a in a war 
and your father has just compared you to Hitler, and you have to give a speech at his fu- at the little brother's funeral. Go, and you need to simultaneously rouse your people to to trust you, even though you could yeah. not give less of a fuck. You need to, you need to, you need to use your little brother's death as propaganda for your empire. Your beloved younger brother. I I like Mar and Jared's relationship though, because it's like. I don't see. I don't know what Mar sees in Jared, but I don't. I don't understand how anyone would ever want to fuck Jared because I'm assuming they're fucking. I I don't know. I think it's like I think maybe I think maybe she's throughout the episodes we've seen so far. She is still deciding whether or not she wants to fuck him. Um, and I think it's just like well, first of all, it's like you know they're titans. She's she's a fu- like she's a fucking fascist, so she clearly already is like her her brain space is off on a bad foot. She's not she's not she, we are we are not the same. Um, <laughs> so I already am just on a like I don't understand you mentality with her. So okay, you want to fuck some random blonde idiot fuck boy? Like sure, that sounds like one of many mistakes you're making right now. Um, <laughs> I, I had this scenario in my head. Of just like that, I, I was laughing about it earlier because I was thinking about it in the shower, mm-hmm. and because uh, I, I guess what I do now is I create Gun- Zeta Gundam fan fiction in my head while I'm in the shower. But uh, I was just imagining like like Jared Mar fucking, and then so Jared like rolls off and he's like, "Sorry, I can't, I can't perform right now. I'm thinking, I just, I, I can't get Camille out of my head. I'm, I just, yeah. I keep getting pissed off." And he just rants for like a half an hour about how much he hates Camille. I saw how slender your waist was. <laughs> Uh, we, we can segue into talking about a controversial Gundam man. We can talk about uh, Shirako. Um, yeah, mention him a little bit. He is he's inf- he is infamous. I know about like I know of Shirako. I recognized him by face and name, um, and, and knowing nothing about him, so he his reputation precedes him. Because we saw him a bit in part one. He showed up for an episode and a half and was uh. Just kind of just fucking around, and now he's like, because he was wearing like a Titan's vest. Mm-hmm. Now he's in like a full like white getup. It's still like a Titan's uniform, but it's like you can even just tell visually I am on the same team as them, but I am not playing by the same rules as them. Yeah, no, he is very much establishing himself as a like sovereign power of just like you know what well, I am. We are serving the same goal, but we are not the same. Like I am, I am in charge of you. Um you know, and that that is fascinating because that's pretty much the Titans' entire shtick against the Federation. And here comes this fucko from Jupiter doing the same thing to them, and they just have to take it. Because it's uh, like, it's everyone in the Titans are like really divided on him. Like Yamatov, that like because we we've seen him now with like the big eyebrows and like mm-hmm. Yamatov, the uh, the actual head of the Titans. He's like he fucking loves. Shiraco. Shiraco signed a fucking blood blood oath. Because he is one of the few people who Shiraco is not uh, over. Um, and he gets the job done. So, of course, and he doesn't have to, he rarely has to, he, you know, he doesn't have to, Shiraco doesn't command him, he gets results, and he can just send this crazy purple man off to go do whatever, and he'll get it done. Um, and all the other Titans just need to quit being fucking babies. But, um, like, Yamaikan fucking hates his guts. Mm-hmm. And that's that. We'll get into that, and that's interesting. But you, I think it's pretty obvious to see from now that like Shiraco's definitely gonna be playing a role later on. 
that's the thing about fascism, folks. Uh, when you build your entire ideology around uh, social hierarchy and superiority, um, someone will be superior to you, and they will constantly let you know it. Uh, even if even if you join so that you could be superior to others. <laughs> Strangely similar to working in retail and customer service. You say there is somebody above you, and they will remind you every day, because that is the small out. That is the small modicum of power that they have over anybody else in the world. Mm-hmm. So, uh, la- last new character. We'll talk about her way more in part three. But what did you think of Sarah? Now that we've met her very briefly. Uh, fuck. Honestly, completely remind me who that is. She's the the pink haired one who was put under Jared's command. Right. Yes. The, 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 the new favorite. With the with the. Very short-lived lesbian friendship. Yeah, with her, 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 her yes, <laughs> with her extreme, like honestly, like her extremely androgynous friend who I like a lot because she just was never listening to anybody ever, <laughs> and like got killed for not listening to anybody. But still, like, like I appreciate it. <laughs> in a in a show where so many protagonists do the same shit, it's weird to see somebody just like face realistic consequences for acting like that. Because uh, Camille did it like for the entire first episode that we recorded. Yeah, for the first like fourteen episodes, Camille just kind of was extremely lucky. Honestly, you know what that means. You know what that means, though, Devin. She probably wasn't actually a new type. Hell, maybe. Because uh, that's the thing, right? They were like candidates, and I think like Sarah is, and she wasn't. Yeah. Rest in pieces, Sidley. Yeah. But yeah, I, I immediately love how defiant Sarah is towards fucking Jared. Oh, yeah. Like, that. I forgot how strong of a first impression Sarah makes. Just immediately, just like, oh, I'm not killing anybody. And Jared's just like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? What if you have to? And she just goes like, I won't. Well, then you're gonna get killed. <laughs> no, I won't. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You don't understand. I'm a really good pilot, so I just won't die. <laughs> <laughs> I've cracked the code. It turns out you just have to not die, idiot. I, I that was a comment where you said like others. The fact that Jared is now is now personally put in command of two uh, of two like rebellious young women and can't and like is constantly getting shit on by both of them is like I love this for him. No, yeah, he deserved that, and Sirac- like Sirocco did it on purpose. Oh, he totally. He totally, because <laughs> Shirako is. Hmm, Shirako's... I hate all three of these people. What if I just, what if I just put them all in the same unit and sent them off to possibly die? Shirako's playing four D chess just to cuck Jared. He's playing four D chess like against no one. He's playing it with himself. He's playing four D <laughs> solitaire. Using, he's still using other people as the pieces. <laughs> I love Shirako. He's the worst. So uh, let's let's talk about some mechs because uh, yes. let's talk about let's talk about the new mechs we got because we got some new ones. I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen. I'm gonna Love share. Mech yes, mecha times. We got we got a couple new ones. Boom! First on our list, the Act Zaku. Oh, nice. Like we see it. these only very briefly in a single shot, I think. Which are, uh, when they're talking about the Republic of Zeon, and they show that one colony covered in these blue Zaku guys. Yeah, I think I remember that. This is the Act Zaku. I don't know if we see it again later on, I don't remember, but, uh, 
the act zaku was supposed to be the replacement for the zaku but it, it was wasn't mass produced by the time the one year war ended mm. so there were built they just weren't it's it's like you know like a few were used in the one year war but they're just they weren't mass produced yet right probably I'm, I'm shocked they haven't shown up in like thunderbolt or something i mean i think they they've shown up in a ton of other stuff they um but they they just never really saw widespread use because I think they were all they wasn't until like the last like couple weeks like I think Alboaku was the only time that they were ever deployed. Like, huh. so would these be like the Zaku? Because I I feel like I feel like the Zaku three is a thing. The Zaku three is in Double Zeta. Mm, okay. And so we'll so get this, to that. This is the, this that. is the Sonic CD of Zaku's. This is <laughs> this is the Sonic CD of Zaku's. Oh no! I'm sorry. It didn't get that uh, the the Sonic 3D blast. Oh no! <laughs> uh, so next we have the MRX 009 Psycho Gundam. Damn, they really just fucking. This is the honestly like the most. This is the most Titan thing ever. Yes, I love the Psycho Gundam. It, like for that reason in particular. Hmm. What is the symbol of Federation superiority? A Gundam. What are our colors? Black. Let's make it twice as big as the regular Gundam and have it and just load it up with weapons. Yeah, like I, yeah, like I, I 100% choose to believe that that they did that they did the least amount of work possible to design this thing, and it's just, it's just the 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 it's just the Grandpa 78-2, but bigger, and also it can turn into that fucking thing because that looks like a sort of the Ender's boss. <laughs> Yes, um, I, I do appreciate that the second they cracked the code on on transforming like m- mobile armor into mobile suit, that they just made everything do that. It, like it's it, fin- it just looks cool, and, and like I, I feel like half of it is aesthetic. Half of it is half of it is aesthetic. Half of it is these these are bad fractions because I think I'm about to say more than two things. Um, like a part of it is. Um, the element of surprise, because even at this point in the war, they, or in the conflict, they know that, like, okay, they we they have mobile armor that can transform. You still don't know what it's turning into. Oh yeah, you <laughs> have no idea. <laughs> I, I just the, the the psychological warfare of I think is the strongest aspect of the Psycho Gundam, aside from the fact that it can you know decimate cities. Right, it, it, and it was already it's already a threat as just a big mobile armor, and then it turned into that and like when it turned to the corner and it was literally just big grand like like big titan colored grandpa it it's horrifying and the and the, uh, i i'm I, shocked amra wasn't like hey what the fuck <laughs> that would be an that'll be a line we added gundam a bridge like fucking seriously <laughs> oh no oh, come on amra just turns his head and goes thanks dad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Amro has had this exact nightmare and it's coming to life in front of him. <laughs> Just an enormous Godzilla-sized Gundam chasing him through the city and he's outside of a mech. It's piloted by his dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's piloted by his d- it's piloted by his dad dressed like Rambaral. Oh my god. Uh, next we have the uh, Marine Heisek. Oh, that's a friend. We we see these very briefly when they're uh, when when uh, Camille attempts to uh, save uh, Mirai. Uh huh. They're they're essentially just scuba zakus. Cute. 
I like them. I love Zaku variants. They're so good. I just I just appreciate a little Cyclops Newt boy. They're so they're good boys. They are. Uh, next we have the RX eleven ten Gabflay. The Gabflay is okay. First of all, the, the deeper we go into Gundam, the more and more I believe that anecdote about them naming these things like garbage to piss off fucking Bandai. Oh yes. I mean, McCuvey has like three consonants in a row in his name. The Gabflays are really cool, though. I love the. It's such an interesting color scheme the color the the color palettes in zeta are so they're they're so interesting in a way that the, they, they just were not like the double 0079 kept things very primary and that honestly like as much as a as of a design aesthetic that was just coming off of super robots it was probably also a matter of fucking like ink i think like, it all yeah i think it has to do with shit I think it has to do with also just incre- increase improvements in animation technology from yeah. 1979 to 1985. Yeah, on a television budget, you have you have more of that room to breathe. Like you can add, you you can have that because like I'm sure I'm sure if you tried to color it like color the, like give something gabfly like colors in 0079, it would kind of look like a turd with grass on it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it would look like it would it would probably end up looking like fucking uh fucking mossy gonk droid. It looked like fucking Jig. <laughs> God, yeah, you know what? Yeah, Jig is like th- this is th- this is them doing. I-, I really feel like they're pushing their own boundaries. They're really seeing what they can do. Like this is like Zeta Gundam is them like just. Like the, this art, like the art team and the animation team are just like doing everything they doing everything they weren't allowed to do. Before. I, once again, as I said about the because uh, the Galbaldi, which was what Lila Pyle did, that was like a that was a, a Zeon prototype that got mass produced by the Titans. Mm. The Gabfly, this is like this. I just like the Marsai. It has like its own individ, It has its own unique silhouette. The Gaplant. Like, the Titans mobile suits feel like their own thing. They don't feel like a Federation mobile suit, which all are all kind of use the Gundam as a template. The Zeon always uses the Zaku as a template. This is something completely unique, which I like. It, it speaks yeah. of cohesion in the design. Who, um... What... What, uh... What fucking, uh... What fucking, like, in-universe, like, uh, corporation is producing shit for the Titans? Is it According to... According to anime, well, according to Mecha Anime Headquarters, it is manufacturer of the Earth Federation Forces. So this was made in in house by the Federation. Oh damn! Okay, I didn't know they had it in them. Um, yeah, it has, the, so R- no it has the RX uh, series number, so that means it's in the same like tech universe as the Gundam. That's yeah, I guess that tracks then because the Gundam was also in house. Yeah, uh, Sony exclusive. <laughs> And then uh, I like its its mobile armor mode. It, that looks like a shmup boss. That looks like something I fought in Dodonpachi. Yeah, it looks like a fucking Digimon. In a good way. Yeah, no, in a good way. Oh, yeah, I... I first of all, don't ever catch me... I, you'll never catch me describe, comparing anything to Digimon in a bad light. Digimon whips. I, I like how it has all these weird shoulder guns. Like, it uses one to shoot off Camille's hand and, like, fuck up the Hyakushiki. Oh, yeah. Hyakushiki gets fucked up. I don't know where they get all that gold-plated armor to fix it every week. <laughs> that's that's half of the AUG's budget. 
He makes a the fucking drill tweet like someone please help me my my revol- my my revolution is falling apart. Uh, like every night he Quattro is arguing with Wong Lee like no it has to be gold. <laughs> Quattro are you sure it has to fucking be gold? Yes. Look, you already talked me out of making it real gold because of I don't know temperature or whatever <laughs> fake science. But you can at least gold plate it. Okay, so next up we have the Methus. I like this boy. This is what uh, you. This is the one that Reko. Uh, this is Reko's mobile suit that Fa has stolen every single time. <laughs> yeah, Fa. I'm. I like. Okay, like I'm. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in Fa for that because I. I feel like if Camille did it, she would slap the shit out of him. Yeah, she would. Fa, you're fake as hell. She would kick Camille in the nuts. The F-A in Fa stands for fake. (laughs) Um, No, I like this thing. It's very, it's almost like Macross-like. It is. It it very much is Macross-like. Who designed this? It's, uh, Bishal Design, Studio Kemu. Okay, so this is uh, a completely original design from another, so none of, like, Cosme Fujiwara, Nagano, or, um, uh, Okawara didn't design this. That's why it looks so unique. Uh, yeah, I could honestly see that, and I could see them doing that on purpose, right? I could see them being like, we want certain mechs to 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 stand out in certain ways, so they could like they would like commission out like contract outside designers to give them different looking shit. That's smart. I like that. Again, like according- a, a testament to their new budget. Uh, apparently, the uh, the Methus itself was not originally designed to be a combat unit, but was re- uh, it was essentially a test bed for the Zeta Gundam's transformation sequence. Uh huh. I can but, also see that it looks it, it doesn't look combat ready. But they ended up putting like forearm blasters, and um, which could later turn into beam, beam sabers if needed. Right. Like that's isn't that always the move? Like fuck, we need this thing. We need this thing to be ready for war like tomorrow. It's ah, slap some fucking guns on it. We're fighting a revolution, and we need everything we have. Yeah, right. The mobile armor mode looks sick. That looks oh. like the ship from Ikaruga. Yeah, that's it's sick as hell. Um, I love it. Like that is a triple A shmup ship right there. Yeah, it's it's like what if it's like it's like what if a core fighter wasn't a core fighter and it was allowed to be its own cool little jet. It rules. In uh, Super Robot Wars, uh, usually Rekoa and Fa are the main pilots of the Methus, depending on like where you are in the series. Mm-hmm. You like usually they'll ha- like if the series is at the beginning, they usually have the Methus and the already on board the uh, Argama. So you just have so like usually with alongside Roberto and Apolly and Char and the um Rick Diaz's you also have a Methus but the Methus is not a really effective combat unit but it gave, they gave it like the ability to repair other units so it's like a healer oh fun so and it's usually really good because it's very fast and it can transform and get from point A to point B quickly if you need to heal your Mazingers that's sick as shit and finally we got the titular boy he shows up finally yeah we get this is my favorite Gundam. Like, hands to, out of every Gundam design out there, the Zeta or Zeta variants of any kind are my shit. I love the Zeta to pieces. It's a good one, especially because, you know, like, if if you have, uh, like, up until this point, like myself, a mostly cursory, you know, glance of the, let's just say, like, the, the, like, the Tomino's original Universal Century saga of, like, 
Double Seventy Nine Zeta. Some people don't include Double Zeta, but I do. And then Char's Counterattack. You know, like yeah, I could probably know which one's which at a glance. But if you were to ask me to break down like the design elements of each one off the top of my head without a visual reference to point to, I'd be like, uh. Dog, they're Gundams, man. I guess the Zeta, like, my go-to is always, like, the Zeta's, like, a little pointier. He's more blue. He can turn into a jet. But, um, when, especially whenever they have shots where the Zeta is standing next to the Mark II, where, you know, I loved the Mark II very much for, I love the Mark II very much for being a, the Mark II is more of an upgraded, uh, 78 to Gundam. Like, it's, you can see the through line, but then the Zeta... Um, if you don't have that point of reference, you can say the same thing about the Zeta, but seeing the Zeta staying next to the Mark II, it's just extremely apparent that, like, it's, it's just a different machine. It, it, cut, it has such a different silhouette, it's, it's a lot sharper, instead of, it is, the Gundam Mark II and the, uh, RX-78 and all, the, all of its derivatives, like the Alex or the, uh, or all the, the Gundam Project units from, uh, 0083, they're all primarily based on squares, this is all based on, like, angles. Yes, it's there's a lot of it's a lot of triangles, a lot of a lot of acute angles, a lot of points. Um, the head, the head is so fucking cool. I pulled up a separate image to get a better look at the head. Even the skirt is sharper. The head is very cool. It's got like it's got a second set of like smaller V fins. Yeah. Um, it the Zeta. Uh, there's something about it. It's just my, it's my favorite Gundam. It and it was so- like it fucking and you know like. Very few, like very few Gundam pilots, can say this about their Gundam. Camille designed it. Yeah, it was it. it Camille designed this thing in like I don't know how long. Astonage was kind of blown away at how quickly he designed it. So it's it's honestly really, I I enjoy thinking about how much in universe Camille, almost in a meta narrative way, like was designing the Gundam he would pilot in his own cartoon and be like, yeah, this could be sick as shit gonna look so cool <laughs> like <laughs> i i'm not the i'm not the biggest fan of the wave rider i like i like the the mobile suit itself the wave rider like the methus is a way cooler looking like fighter ship mm-hmm. but i still think the wave rider's cool I, I i think honestly it was um it was probably an issue of like they they designed the mech before the jet and that, I'm not here to I'm not here to shit on the Wave Rider. Right. I will say the transformation sequence. If you ever buy a Zeta and you want it to like live transform, like transforming transforming the Master Grade like Zeta into the Wave Rider is like an hour long project. Yeah, the I will say it it's is not nice. a transformer. I'll say this about it in motion, in animation, in the show. Sick ass transformation sequence. Love seeing it. Every time the head pops up and the V fin slips down, like it's like flicks down. It's it's good. I love. I made a gif of it today. It's great. Yeah, I saw that. I love that shit. Um, but yeah, Z- Zeta Gundam. It's not you know. It's it's up there. It's one of those things where like it's it's one of those finicky t- like tier list type eccentricities that I like to have where it's like yeah the Zeta the Zeta Gundam is probably objectively a top tier Gundam, but it's not my favorite. Even though I will constantly stand it as one of the best ones. Um, but there's, there's probably, there's ones that I like more, even though I would probably admit that they're not as good as it, because I'm just like that. <laughs> I also like, um, because it's armaments, like, it has, the, the, the rifle of the Zeta looks like a fucking rifle. The Zeta has some range. 
Hell yeah. And then it has the uh, oh, grenade the, launchers is, in the forearm. Is the rifle is the rifle in the gunpla like collapsible like it is in the transformation sequence where it pops? Yes, out? it is. Ah, fuck yeah! I think I don't think the high grade does, but the master grade definitely does. Did they and make a then, better one of that? Because I remember you saying that the Master Grade was a little clunky. The, there is, it's sad because there really isn't a great Zeta because of the transformation sequence. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish they would just make one without it so it could be a sturdier frame. Like, every version of the Zeta has issues, but every one that they release is at least better than the previous one. We just ha- don't have a perfect Zeta yet. They could probably, you know, they, they, they could probably make yeah, it would probably it would be it would end up being more expensive, but like imagine I I I would rather get a kit that just came with both forms and I could yeah, display same. them together. Like that like I wish there was a I think that I've heard the newest high grade is uh, for the Zeta is better. Like a lot of all my friend I have a I have a high grade and a master grade. My master grade broke cuz my friend tried to transform it without telling me. Whoops. So, I got I want to buy another it was my first Gunpla, it was a master grade, which is don't don't buy a master grade for your first one. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I love I love the Zeta. The Zeta is great. I love it. I love the f- it has grenade launchers in its forearms. In its wrist is where its its beam sabers are stored. So unlike the Gundam, which had to like reach behind itself to pull out a beam saber, this one can just you know quickly dis- dispense it into its own hand to quickly parry an attack. That's sick as shit. Its shield rules. I don't know. I love it. And and that's all the mechs we got for the for the for this part. Now we're gonna talk about them slapping the shit out of each other. So, uh, yeah. And that's when I play the opening. <laughs> we, we did see the second opening, but we're gonna t- I'm going to save the discussion of that for part three. Okay, that's fair. Cause, uh, so that we can talk about it back then. Because I fucking love the second. The second opening is my favorite anime opening, period. It's good. I personally still have... I still personally prefer the, the first one. The book. I wanna Uh, so where we last left our, our ragtag renegades was, uh, Amuro crashed a fucking freighter jet into an experimental Titans mobile suit, had an awkward reunion with Char, uh, the Sudori is, is track, is hounding the Argam, uh, no, not the Argama, the Audumla across the ocean as the, uh, as the Audumla is currently trying to transport, uh, some Rikdiases because all the pilots uh, with the exception of Roberta, who died, uh, got sent back to the Argama. So, like, Reko is back up there, and Apolly, everybody got sent back up to space. So we don't really see what they're doing. Uh, apparently they've kind of been, just been hanging out on the moon, consolidating their power, and, like, upping the po- the firepower and logistics of the, of the, uh, Ayug. Uh, the, there's that, a manga called... Consolidating our power, that's what we did when we got stuck on the moon. <laughs> And a lot of yelling, a lot of throwing rocks, a lot of being bored, a lot of twenty questions. Mm-hmm. I, I I I had a world record of doing hundred twenty questions in a row and having the answer be Zeta Gundam every single time. 
I got really sick of the the moon theme from NES DuckTales game. Uh, I came back around to it eventually. It was a rough road to travel, though. There was that really fucked up time that I saw my own corpse, and then there was another me, and then we fought with a rock until one of us was dead so that we could be the only Devin. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be 100, I'm gonna be 100 with you every night I go to sleep. I still can never trust, uh, trust you when you tell me which one won that fight, uh, but that's fine. Tooch, it it was me! I won that fight! (laughs) I smashed his head (laughs) in with a rock, it's me! I'm Devin! There, there, there's a manga called uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Zeta Define, which is by the same uh, mangaka that did Char's Deleted Affair, mm-hmm. which we'll probably cover at some point. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's apparently it's a it's apparently a uh, complete retelling of Zeta, oh. uh, kind of similar to the Gundam The Origin, right? And uh, there's a couple things that they changed that I don't like, like the Hyakushiki's red and called the Zero Shiki instead. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they uh, apparently they, I saw some art from it. Uh, I think they show what everyone's been doing on the moon, and Fa seems to got a part-time job at MacDaniel. <laughs> That's pretty great. And honestly, like, let's be honest, we can chalk the we can chalk the red Hyakushiki up to them just wanting to sell another mech. <laughs> I mean, probably. I mean, I would be cool if the Zero Shiki if the if the got blown up and they upgraded into the Hyakushiki. That'd be cool. Yeah. So I don't know. I can't read it because my Japanese isn't good enough yet. But uh, so that's where we left off. Uh. We we start out with uh, Kotz excitedly trying to get Amro all jazzed up to being in the AU. You know, Amro's just not having a good time. Yeah, yeah, he's he's like he he definitely like wants to be here, but only because the alternative is just like being under Federation surveillance constantly. Like Amro is just like Camille's like, hey, can I have some advice? He's like, everyone's like comparing me to you. Like, what should I do? And and Amro's just like, oh, that was, that was your age when I had to get into a Gundam. Uh. Like, Amro's just like, fucking, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking, I don't fucking know, but I guess I'm a little offended. <laughs> Char is essentially just like, do you want to talk? And Amro is like, not to you. Yeah. Which uh, is like, understandable. <laughs> uh, but I bet, I bet he knew Amro would say that. He's just like, fucking classic Amro, yes. <laughs> uh, Hayato so is- brooding. Hayato is sending everybody towards Hickory, which is a uh, Karaba base that has a space launch pad. Mm-hmm. So if we can get there, because we're being tailed by the Sudori, which is a, a Titan's plane of equal size, which is uh, under the command of uh, Buron Blutark, who we saw la- who killed Roberto in, in a couple episodes ago with his Ashamar, yeah. the uh, the the little transformer thing he has. Oh, nice! It, he has Rosamia, the uh, the cyber new type who is uh, screaming about the sky falling. She she's not having a great time. She's going through it with her complaint, which is we talked about how cool the complaint was last episode. Yeah, yeah. nice. And friend. and uh, we meet we meet Ben Wooder, who is the uh, captain of the Sudori, who looks like fucking Korgoth of Barbaria. Fucking yeah, Wooder sucks. Wooder's Wooder's a Votom's character. He do- he honestly he looks like. I, he looks like the guy from the fucking uh, Rada Neva from um, the Big Battle OVA. Yes, you're right. But without all like the cyber shit on his head. Now he was a cyber new type. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, literally. I'm still like I. I still am so intrigued when from our first episode when you told me that cyber new type is is a 100 percent localization invention and their. I at least I think so. I because. 
everything I, everything I can find confers that like because the word is just so different like it's not it's not new type at all because they just say new type in, in, in Japanese yeah and then it's like Jinzo Ningen like cyborg or enhanced human which honestly and that also remind that also reminded me of uh, Votam spoiler alert for Armored Trooper Votams which you should please watch um, but you know the, I think I think it's a similar relationship between um, the the perfect soldiers and you know the thing Kiriko ends up being which isn't a perfect soldier but is still heavily like they, they still have that same connection they still come from the same place with the same you know traumas of being what they are yeah and I think the the new types and cyber new types are also very much in that in that same uh, duality with one another because Tomino had to have at least been relatively because I, I I the rumor is that Tomino was inspired by Votoms the, that the cyber new type plot elements were inspired by Votoms which makes sense because Votoms is a Sunrise project so it's all in the same like studio yeah like he probably he, like they're co-workers yeah like like I'm pops they are. like he's I just imagine him like like smoking a cigarette walking past their studio just like glancing in like what are they up to because i think tomino like i think votoms aired alongside uh dunbine oh sick yeah so those were on those were in production and around the same time maybe elgaim i think i think votoms was already over when elgaim came out and we know that takahashi was making spt blue comet Lasner, which got canceled because it shared a time slot with zeta whoops and we'll get to Lasner when we want to when we have a bit of a Votoms itch because Lasner kicks ass. And Devin will not let us not get to Lasner. Lasner rules. I am so excited to talk about Lasner because you would love Lasner. I I'm sure I will. I can't wait. But uh, in the, the next morning, the uh, a biplane arrives carrying our favorite character Beltochka Irma, mm-hmm. who essentially confirms that hey, I'm from Hickory. Uh, everything's all good for our for our launch. We just gotta, you know, get you guys there. And she's like, are you Amaro Ray? And Amaro's like, uh. She's like, you smell... She, like, comments about, like, oh, you have... you're wearing my favorite soap. And Amaro looks at Hayato, like, why the fuck do we have this kind of soap on the go with Doomblood? He's like, it's nice. <laughs> it's good it's like, soap. Hayato's like, I don't know, dude. I don't stock the soap on the out Doomblood. Oh, my God. No, I'm... Like, yeah, like... It on like it, it's it's an it's an almost office office esque situation with how awkward and forward and unwanted everything she does. <laughs> and like, then she immediately and, and, and like she, um go on. It's like she immediately is like I hate I hate Quattro. He's a, he's the only per he's only he's a person who can only live in war. <sighs> That guy with the sunglasses, I don't like him. And Hedro yeah, Char overhears this, and he's like, yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah, you hate Quacho for always, for, for fucking loving war so much, but then anytime anybody who isn't Amaro wants to go do war stuff, she's just like, how come that's not Amaro? Don't you think it's like, yo, when she when she walks up, okay, first of all, that, that, that scene where she walks up to Camille while he's like... That's the quintessential Beltachka moment. On the, the, doing work on the Gundam. And even before she goes like hi, and he's basically just like fucking be gone. Thought, um, Wait, what, what do you want? <laughs> like, like fucking yeah, just like not here for her at all. And she, and then she has the audacity to be like, <laughs> don't you think Amro should be piling this gun, Tom? <laughs> like, 
dog, this like, are you for real having this conversation with a child? Like, are you for real this petty at this like fucking sixteen year old boy? And I, like the thing is, I don't. Well, I think Camille, Camille's seventeen. I think right. Beltatra's only like eighteen or nineteen, so she's not much smarter. Wow. <laughs> God, that's so that's 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 so bad. The 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 age range the age range in this show is insane because they are a lot of them are tele- a lot of them are on in are like of equal rank and file, which is already played loose because this is an extremely informal military that's like doing its best to be formal. Um, but like, it's almost a solo ship esque situation. Um, yeah, Doom one more even more so than the Argama. At least Bright is there to punch people in in the line. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he Bright runs a much like tighter ship than Hayato does. Yeah, no, Bright. Bright knows what he's fucking doing. Um, and and I don't even remember where I was going with that point, but like, you should give the you should give the Gundam to Amuro. Yeah, and he's like, what did Amuro? Was this... And honestly, like Camille, I all Camille cares about is like did. Did Amro say he wants to pilot it? And she's like, no. And he's like, oh, well, then fucking get out. I'm sure Amro looks at it and goes, uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Amro is obviously uncomfortable looking at it. I fucking hate that thing. It's literally like, it's literally like when you, when you fucking walk, when you're fucking going to, when you're going to, when you're going, walking down the hallway at like three in the morning to piss as a kid and like, one of the rooms is slow, one of the doors is slightly ajar, like, Amro just walks past the hangar and just sees the Gundam sitting there, he just walks past the door faster. <laughs> he just looks at it, and all he can hear is Lala going like, YOU KILLED ME! <laughs> so, uh, the, the, this entire, so the Sidori attacks this time, once again, uh, Rosamia kind of goes out on her own, and, hi- and Kotz steals the Mark II. And because Ka- you were talking about this briefly, because you watched this episode with the last batch, and you were like, Kotz was like, "Oh, this isn't a Zaku. This is a high tech new mobile suit." Oh shit! Because Kotz can at least pilot a mobile suit. Because uh, apparently Hayato runs a, a one year war history museum that has a ton of mobile suits in it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Did, he, I, he 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 was tra- so he trained in a Zaku, um, which is kind of scary because it's like, man, then that means he he would have made a good Titan. <laughs> Um, damn, there, there is, there's an alternate universe, what, what, one of, one of the, one of the Tushin Devons we killed in the Moon Wars watched a Zeta Gundam where, where Kotz ended up being indoctrinated into the Titans. The one you ride or, the one Tush that you ride or kicked to death. Oh yeah, that was sick as shit. We both thought that was sick as shit. I could see it in her eyes when I killed her. Uh, that's why she gave you like a thumbs up and I, I thought I and we argued that she was doing a Terminator 2 reference but you said that you don't like Terminator 2 that much yeah also like you know Terminator 2 doesn't own, it, I, I do like it a lot but it doesn't own the thumbs up I'm not gonna give that to Schwarzenegger <laughs> I thumbs up all the time ever expanding retrospective lore <laughs> <laughs> so uh Kotz goes out in the Hyakushik, and not the Hyakushik, the Mark II, and Rosamia is just styling on him in the Kaplant. Yeah. Like, uh, Quattro shoots out in the Hyakushiki, and Amuro's like, give me a mobile suit, I gotta go! But he has, like, a panic attack and can't. Like, that was, that moment was hard to watch, like, honestly, it was sad. Like, Amuro's, like, sitting there, but he freezes up and can't do it, and he, like, just kind of collapses against a wall crying because he's mad at himself that he can't do it. 
And it's like, damn, man, God, Amuro, you've been through some shit, dude. He really fucking has. I mean... And that's when Beltachka's like, oh, I guess Amuro isn't just a warmonger. Pfft, he's fucking weak, isn't he? Yeah. And it's like, Beltachka, what's your deal? Because, like, her, her, she, like, hates war because her, her, her parents were killed in the one-year war. Right. And it's like... Get in line. Lady, I get it. Like, everybody's were. Yeah, like, most... Most people... End of sentence. Died in the one-year war. Over 50% of the human population died in the one-year war or because of things connected to the one-year war. Duh, yeah... It was at 50% when the series started. But that's, I don't want to I don't want to hate on 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 I don't want to hate on Beltachka, but it's like she doesn't make it easy. And so uh Camille manages to defeat uh Rosamia as she kind of has like a cyber new type freak out as they have a battle alongside the the ruins of San Francisco, which was a cool set piece. Yeah. The the collapsing Golden Gate Bridge. Yes. Um And we it- see her eject and Camille's like, oh, that's a woman, huh? Weird. Did Camille, like, was was this, did Camille have any kind of new type flash here, or was that specifically with four first? When he I, I think he had one here, because he has that moment right as she's ejecting that he, like, has a weird resonance with her. Yeah, and I, and I do like, like, Camille, Camille coming into his new type, uh, his new type senses has been a very slow but steady progression that I've enjoyed watching. Like, it's 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 a little... He, he becomes a little more comfortable with it every time it happens. And I, I like how unhelpful Amuro is at first about it. No, yeah, because Amuro, Amuro just doesn't... I don't really Amuro's, know. I don't if, if he doesn't want to talk about it or he doesn't want to, like... He wants... It almost seems like he, he wants Camille to tell him. He doesn't want to, like... He doesn't want to tell Camille anything and, and and cloud Camille's mind, or he wants to hear Camille's perspective unbiased by anything Amuro could tell him. I, I think it's partially that and partially Amuro just wanting to not deal with it. That too. Always. Oh yeah. Amuro is always never Amuro's Amuro is always just barely wanting to have Amuro is always three steps out the door just like i have to go i can't fucking t- have this conversation anymore no matter what they're talking about one of the most famous lines from zeta was in the last episode where uh amuro was like what the f- char why the fuck are you even here and he's just like i came here to laugh at you is that what you want to hear <laughs> like your amuro like because everyone just says i came here to laugh at you but he, that's not what he really is meaning he's like oh i came here to be a fucking dickhead no amuro is that what you want to hear because you're fucking wilding and self-pity no we need you because you're amuro fucking ray come on like nut up and do this God. Char said that more eloquently than me, but <laughs> right, like, like, come on, Amuro, like, be Amuro. What happened to you yelling and attacking Zaku? So we need that right now. Yeah, right. We need you to go wah and attack a Zaku. <laughs> but they have that moment in the next episode in the elevator, which is one of my favorite moments in the front half of Zeta. Of just like, he's like, Amuro, why don't you come to space? And he, like, takes off his sunglasses. Which is how you know he's being legit. Yeah. He's like, you're afraid of seeing Lala, aren't you? And Amuro's like, ugh. I was like, you shut the fuck. <laughs> you shut the fuck. And they even have the flashback to, to Lala's death. Mm-hmm. Where it, it, it's, it's, I just like that interaction they had. It's very much just like, 
you can sell, see that Char hasn't quite forgiven Amaro, or that's not even the idea of forgiving Amaro is not even important to him. There are more important things at stake. Yeah. I am not so petty that I'm going to desta- I'm not so petty anymore that I'm going to destabilize the entire political situation of the Earth sphere because I hate you. I I also think that he, it, which shows a lot of growth for Char. I it's it, it yeah, and it's 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 fucked up. It, you know, of course you don't know what you have till it's gone. Like I I think while while Lala was was with alive and with him. He would always fucking come up with excuses as to why he would, you know, justify the shit he would do that Lala didn't always agree with. But I feel like in death, he is more prone to think like Lala wouldn't want me to do. Like Lala wouldn't want Lala wouldn't want uh, Char to hold a grudge against Amro for what happened. Yeah, she wouldn't. Um, um, like Lala wouldn't want, well, Lala, like that was one of the things we always saw was that like Char would net, Char was so confident in his own abilities and was probably not, would didn't hate the idea of dying, so he would he would never wear a normal suit. He would yeah. go out completely in his own clothes and a zaku because he's like I'm either so good I'm not going to get hit and if I do fuck it whatever. Yeah, like I I need to be the only person Char Asimov can be is the type of person who doesn't need a normal suit. If I can't be that, I might then kill me. And then eventually Lala is like, the mo- that, that was the conversation they have like right when they kiss in the movies. I don't remember if that happens in the series, but she's like, no, you gotta wear a fucking normal suit. <laughs> you idiot. And then uh, that, that shows how much Char cares about her that he does. When the, When's the last time Char, when's the, when's the only, the only time Char Asimov has listened to somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I don't know. It's just funny because it's like, like, oh, we're flashing back to Lala, and I'm like, oh, when the the one time where fucking they they the one time they met while Char fucking changed his tire. <laughs> we're always forgetting. I love that scene. That's a great scene. Uh, so the Aldumla is approaching uh, Hickory. Uh, there's a big set of fog coming in, and the Sudori is like, okay, we got to take them out now. Amaro gets gets up the nerve. I think because because uh, Beltachka gives him gives him gives him some kisses, and uh, Amaro's like, okay, so this will negate any of the, the homosexual weirdness I felt in that elevator with Char. Uh, I need to a, assert my homo my heterosexuality. A, a boner a boner by a woman. <laughs> I'm secure again. For um, now. Amaro locks the door to the closet. I, I headcanon, like, nearly every Gundam character is some flavor of bisexual. It's it's the future, they're in space, it's hard to argue against. Brother and new types, come on. Yeah. <laughs> we don't gotta, we're gonna, we don't gotta worry about sexuality anymore. It's just not, a, it's just a thing we don't, we don't need to worry about. Mm-hmm. It just, it's just cool. That, Universal Century is so fascinating. <laughs> it's, you know, the, I, I, it, yes, I agree. Uh, this we there's multiple episodes of this podcast where that's on record. We're on record saying that <laughs> the Universal Century whips ass. So uh, another so Amuro mobilize. So uh, Quattro starts talking to Hayato, and he's like, "Hey, Kotz, your dad said it's cool that we're gonna take you into space because you have potential." And I guess Char's the only person who believes that. <laughs> For the record, Char does not have the best sense of decision making. Yeah, but uh. Which 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 makes which makes the last episode in this in, in this batch of episodes like super like oof how's this how's this all gonna go? So 
he's like, "We, I got your dad's permission. You're coming with us into space." So uh, he's gonna go with Quattro, but then he starts uh, when they you know are going to go down to Hickory so they can load up, load up, you know, the the Kakashiki and everything. Uh, but Kotz kind of sees Amaro's like body language changing, and he's like, I- "I'm gonna go with Amaro this actually." So as they're descending, the Sudori has a surprise attack, and uh, Beltachka goes out in her biplane for some reason. Like, like Beltachka, you're gonna get yourself killed. Don't do that. It's, it's a biplane. Those are hijacks. You're gonna die. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. Like, can she pilot a mech? I mean, there's there's Rick Diaz's. There's Nemo's. Get a Nemo. <laughs> if you can pilot, like a child can pilot a Nemo. It's a Nemo. Cots can do it. <laughs> So, uh, he gets in the um, cockpit and is like, this is no Zaku! <laughs> Rambaral laughs from, 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 from hell. Rambaral laughs from hell. Right there with Master Asia. Master Asia and Rambaral are in hell having a toast. Kotz is like hanging onto Amaro's leg in the cockpit and Amaro like, actually takes to this pretty quickly. Like he's like, okay, I had my, I had my panic attack, I'm over it, let's go. And Amaro sticks up into Rick Dios for the mo- for this entire arc. Nice. Uh, the at Hickory they get in the shuttle. Uh, Quattro and Kotz do, and Kotz wants to delay the launch because uh, Camille's still fighting with the Mark II, and he's like he got like dragged way out by Buran in the Ashamar. And uh, Amaro gave Kotz his gun. He was like, here's my gun I got from Bright when I enlisted in the army against my will. Yeah, right. It's when my I only possession. Fucking, yeah. Yeah, when I was fucking running for my life and when me and, when me and Frau ran inside the white base so that we could live and Bright gave us fucking uniforms the next day. Yeah. After watching her parents die. <laughs> and so... Kotz pulls the gun on Quattro, because Quattro's like, we gotta delay the launch so we can get Camille back and the Gundam into space. And Kotz is like, no, like, I know how important you are to the future of the Earth sphere, so we're going into space, whether you like it or not. Quattro's like, huh. <laughs> Can't argue with that. <laughs> so Camille gets en- ends up getting left on Earth with a with a Rick Diaz, because Amuro wanted a Rick Diaz, but Quattro wouldn't let him have him. Whoops. Quattro was like, Carbo won't be able to make use of them. I'm taking the Rick Diaz's back into space. But Amaro still got to keep one, so I'm sure I'm sure Quattro's a little bit like mm, on the shuttle. <laughs> biting, biting his lip on the other as he exits the atmosphere. God. Um That that line like that the the, the one of the mo- like the most subtle through lines that I'm sure is 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 done being subtle, uh is just like Everybody, everybody, just emphatically reminding Quattro that, like, hey, we all know the Chuchar, and you're you're super fucking important to all this. And every turn, he's just like, I, mm, okay, I really don't want to be. <laughs> I would yeah. prefer if that weren't the case. I'm and, uh, Quattro uh, Bagina, please. I'm Quattro Bagina. Nothing more, nothing less. There was a char here. It's gone now. Look, I put sunglasses on. I'm a different man. Please leave Look, me alone. You you see this vest? Would would Char wear this vest? It's tacky. 
No, this is what Quattro wears. Char was a scrawny little little twerp. Look at my look at my fucking biceps. <laughs> I have to please acknowledge how many pull-ups I can do now. Char, you can't do pull-ups. You only work your glam muscles. Right. <laughs> no, that was Garma. <laughs> can I just say what a rebound going from Garma to fucking Amaro? <laughs> I. One of my favorite comic book characters is John Constantine, and one of the um, one of the through lines of his character throughout the uh, comics is the fact that every person that died, that's death, was his fault, haunts him forever, <laughs> and just annoys him and is mad at him. Like I died because of you, and just so, and he that's why he drinks so much is to make them go away. I like to believe that Char also has that, like, just the ghost of, like, the Cassilia and Dharma are just sneering at him constantly. Oh, God, he's just got the zombie family haunting him. That's the worst. Like, like Char just, like, brushes his teeth in the morning and Garma's just like, you miss a spot. And it's not, and it's not even, like, that, it, be, because it's all mostly the, it, it's all mostly the Zabi family, they're not even haunting him anymore, but, like, they're still around him, and he has to listen to them fight with each other. Oh my god, that's even worse. <laughs> oh, Christ, he's just like, shut up! God, I can't believe I, I considered marrying into this family. <laughs> you considered marrying me? <laughs> shut up! That's... <laughs> Oh my god, I love Char. <laughs> Natural disaster Char Asnable. <laughs> oh my god, I love Char. I, god, I love Char so much. I love, I love Char a little more every day. Char's Let's important. all love Char. Let's all love Char. So, uh, Amra, so Camille is now, uh, stranded on Earth. And he kind of is like, I wonder how fu- Oh yeah, there was that one moment that I really liked, is that Baron was just about to fucking kill Camille. Like, Baron's mobile suit was exploding, but he's like, he grabs onto the Mark II, and he's just like, I'm taking you with me, and like, lights a beam saber, and it's like, seconds from plunging it straight into the Mark II's cockpit, and like, you see Camille, and it like, flashes an image of Fa. Like, like, Camille's light was just like, his last thought was of Fa, right before he was about to get killed, but Amuro saves him at the last second, killing Baron. Now, we're leaving Ben Wooder to take the, to take complete command of the, uh, Sudori. And Who takes I'm like? I'm sure. I'm sure Camille just like logs that logs that idea of just like, huh? Should I introspect on why my dying my why my last dying thoughts were a fa? Mm, no, repressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not gonna think about that. <laughs> Nothing bad will happen. <laughs> Nothing bad will happen. Uh, Kai was supposed to be meeting them at Hickory, but he apparently left before they got there because he's uh. He apparently is just going to go get more dirt on the Titans. Uh-huh. Because I guess Kai, Kai's not a mobile suit pilot anymore, and he was never a great pilot either, so Kai's more useful being a spy, which is what he's actually good at. Yeah, fucking st- stirring shit. But, uh, the, the, essentially, the Aldumla does not have a lot of resources, and they need to re-up. So they're like, okay, here. Kai left them a letter where it's like, you guys, on my recommendation, go find Luyo and Co. Mm-hmm. Which is this this company out of Hong, out of new Hong Kong. And, uh, so they're like, I guess, I guess we gotta go here if we have, if there's friendlies there. So they head to Hong, so they head to Hong Kong. Meanwhile, the Sudori gets a fucking new ass package, this big ass triangle looking thing. And you're like, what is this? 
And there, uh, the the Sudori Captain Benwater is greeted by uh, Namikar Cornell and four Murasame. Uh, yes. the, ne- the next person from the, uh, the, the new type labs. The Murasame Japanese new type labs. Yeah, she is... The most 80s thing about Zeta Gundam. Yeah, both in, both in design and personality and, like, plot. Just, like, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked nobody opened a large briefcase and found her naked sleeping in it. <laughs> Like, for real, like... <laughs> that was more of a 90s trope. Right, but it was Votoms. Yeah, I think Votoms invented that trope, honestly. Yeah, uh, so far, no one, no one's told us we're wrong, so why would we ever think we were? Uh, we, we got another comment on, uh, on our Apple podcast, on the Apple podcast thing, five stars. Oh, uh, I've learned a lot about Mecca, thanks. Their name seems to be in Chinese, and I can't read it, but thank you. Thank you. We're glad. We're very glad. I don't know why I thought of that, but they, they didn't tell us we're wrong. They said they learned a lot from us. If we're ever wrong, Gmail us with the subject line, hey douchebag. Yes, um, yes. <clears throat> but, but, but yeah, no, for I, I have four, like, I, I have four opinions. Fours, let's get into four. Okay, so, do you uh, want to wait a little longer, or you want to just get the four, the, the front half of the four conversation out of the way? Because I love four. Um... I mean, let's just get into it, because I think Fora immediately makes her presence known as soon as she steps onto the screen. Yeah, because she, she essentially looks Ben Wooder in the eyes, and she's like, I will do what you need me to do, but I I am not a titan, I am not under your command, she, I I can come and go as I please, and if not, fuck you, I'm going back to Japan. Yeah, she she is very much trying desperately to maintain uh, agency in this situation she finds herself in, because the situation she finds herself in is like, she is more or less a like a hostage uh and the thing that's being held ransom uh at least as far as she has no choice but to trust is like her memories she she I she has absolutely no memories uh there's some extra canonical stuff that i um that says that she might have been a survivor of the colony drop mm-hmm. or was like in the vicinity of when that happened and then like I, there's and there's a novel that's about her and apparently who like one two three who like one two and three are as well. Oh, as her shit. name four, she doesn't even have a name. Her name is just number four. Yeah, but 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 she she has named herself four, and if you if you speak if if you if you refer to her as number four in that in that unpersonal way where four is no longer like her name, then like she will snap on you immediately and like she just kind of like kind of like rosamia not as not as dramatically as rosamia or rosamia would go from being this like hyper competent like sadistic pilot to being kind of like a crying mess yeah like four has like crazy mood swings but not nearly as drastic no very much more grounded more like like fucking better better written mood swings honestly like fucking um Four seems at least like a functioning human being, like albeit like somebody who might be diagnosed with bipolar disorder, but like Rosamia is somebody who could not function in society. Yeah, no. Um, F- former Asabe could very much probably hold a day job. Yeah, she might not be the best employee, but she would hold down a day job. Like an AU, uh, AU, where the the cast of Zeta Gundam is all working at the same McDaniel's. <laughs> 
Um, four is just constantly four is just constantly taking twenty minute bathroom breaks. Four four just goes out. Four's like I gotta step out for a second, just taking like a fucking thirty minute smoke break. Yeah, right. Um, she comes four back. Selling she weed comes co- back from the smoke break and clocks out. <laughs> four is completely useless. Uh, I, I love I love four. Like I don't know, four kind of speaks to the tragedy of Zeta Gundam mm-hmm. as like she is. She, she, as you said, she is held hostage, not with a gun, but with, you know, they're holding her memories ransom. But she also has agency because she knows how valuable she is as, like, a combatant. Yeah, she, she's, she's, yeah, like I said, she's, she's trying her best to feel in control of the situation because she has no, because, like, on paper, she really fucking has none. Um, which is, which is what Camille confronts her with. Like, Camille is like, you know, why don't you do this, that, and the other? And she's just like, you don't understand, like, like my my memories are too important to me because without them, I don't know who else I could be because they're not giving me the option to be anybody else. Yeah, all I have is what I was because they don't want me to be someone now. Because that her being anything other than the pilot of the mark to, of the Psycho Gundam is useless. They built it for them. her. Only she, she is can the Psycho pilot. Gundam. Yeah, she is the Psycho Gundam for all its intents and purposes. Um, which is buck wild technologically speaking. I don't know what the fuck they're up to in those in in that fucking R and D department, but it's well, we're gonna start seeing <laughs> some more mobile suits designed exclusively for new type use. The further we go into the Universal Century, the more we'll see of that. It's some war crimes, y'all. That's that's that. Let's be frank. Uh, this is cruel and unusual treatment of their soldiers. <laughs> It's funny when you look back at, like, the Flanagan Institute of Xeon that, like, Lala was a part of, and how much better they are than, like, the Titans' new type programs. Mm, yeah, wow. The, the bar is, the bar is, the bar has been lowered. <laughs> and I'm, who knows, there might still be scientists in the Flanagan Institute. What do you think of, what do you think of Namakar Cornell, her fucking handler? Um. Or her guardian, or whatever you want to call her. Uh, ineffectual. I, I, I like how, how just, like, I, I kind of like how much she fucking sucks. It's mm. like... That, cause that, and that's the real reason. I think that's, a, that, that's another key component to her agency is because, like, she just so happens to have a handler who just can't, for whatever reason, just sucks shit and just lets her get away with everything. Like, she, she, she'll... All she'll ever do is just, like, for come back. Hey, don't... Because oh. we'll we'll continue the four conversation when we, when we see a little bit more of her. Because uh, at this point, we we need to see Amuro get getting the absolute shit kicked out of him. Yeah, uh, Amuro, but... The next two episodes are consist a lot of Amuro getting the shit beaten out of him. We are officially out of the Amuro arc, and we're now into the four arc. Yeah, Amuro still major supporting role in these in these episodes, but because the Aldumla docks at um. At, at, uh, in Hong Kong, and Amuro just kind Amuro Amuro is learning what it's like to no longer be the protagonist. Yeah, Amuro is also le- yeah Amuro is learning what it's like to not be a pro- be the protagonist. You're <laughs> entirely correct. <laughs> Amuro is not the best at like. Imagine if I walked into like Nazi occupied Paris, circa like 1943, and I'm like, hey y'all, where's the resistance at? <laughs> and then, like six Frenchmen just beat the shit out of me and drag me into an alley. <laughs> Oh my god. 
is that, that that's like there's this real there's this real story that I read um, this anecdote of some guy go I forget what country he went to but he was like hey I hear there's a bunch of I hear there's a bunch of hip groovy anarchists like where are all the anarchists at and he and he makes it into an anarchist meeting and they find out he's an anarcho capitalist oh my god and they and they beat the shit out of him and he runs to Reddit to cry about it that's really funny is <laughs> really funny. This libertarian is about to get his his world destroyed. He got his ass beat. <laughs> Amuro just is like he's with Beltachka and, and like Beltachka's like hanging off his arm. He's like, "Oh hey, Luio and Co. Uh, our contact's name is a uh, Luio Wumin," and he like walks in, and this woman immediately sees Amuro, gives him like death eyes, and Amuro's like. What I but do. he notices somebody. He notices Mirai Yashima! Ah! With her two fucking children, Hathaway and Shaman. And, like, I, I, I love how well-adjusted Mirai is. Like, the fact that Mirai is, is the old, one of the few members of the white, surviving white base crew to just have a normal fucking life afterwards. Mm-hmm. Even though her... <laughs> she is her, her husband... Her husband's having a time. I, I wonder how. I wonder what they're. Yeah, but it's like I. I like how Mirai is like. I. I definitely feel new type. Mirai is way more towards the the edge of being a new type. She's like. She's just like. She's sensitive. She's just like. She's like. I know what. I know what Bright's always. I know what Bright's thinking right now. I trust him, and I know what he's doing. Like you, they, they seem to have just like a really solid, like trusting marriage. Yeah. Which is, and, which I mean, is beautiful. To, like, honestly, out of, like, all the, all the, like, pairs in Gundam, like, Mirai and Bright work so well together, and I'm so glad they got together. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really Even though Mirai had that thing for Slugger for half a minute. Mr. I married the helmsman. Because, <laughs> like, she's, she's currently trying to get into space. Uh, but there's apparently, like, all these delays, because Luio and Co., I don't quite know what they do. Maybe they just are just a general shipping company that can, like, you know, they have private flights, they have whatever. Yeah, like, they're, like, a neutral, they're, like, a on-paper neutral third party. Who are, st- and, uh, Amuro's like, hey, I gotta see Luio woman, and just gets, the, like, just gets his fucking day ruined. <laughs> like, I took two screen caps from this episode and the following one. Of just Auro getting supremely punched in the face. <laughs> it's it's extremely it's extremely good. Cause like uh, Amuro then is like dragged into the back and like Beltachka and like every and uh Mirai run away, because apparently Mirai's living on a boat in the uh, harbor. And they kinda dip to where? Amuro's then dragged into the back. Probably, Amuro's about, doesn't realize this, so he's probably 15 seconds away from getting a bullet in his head. To which, like, Stephanie Woomin shows up, and she's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing dropping my dad's name around here? Because he's, like, in hiding. <laughs> like, you know how dangerous it is to just fucking, like, say his name out here? I was like, and no. No. <laughs> where is he? I'll stop where, where asking. So Amuro and her is like, okay, like take me to the Aldumla. But at that exact moment, 
is when four shows up and the and the psycho gun and it starts wreaking havoc in the streets of Hong Kong. Yeah. And this is what I wanted to bring up to you. You really wanted to see mobile suit battles in densely populated areas. And what did the show give you? It yeah, it, it continues to do so, and it's I I notice it every time. And I'm like, man, this is fucking wild. Um, this is fucking horrifying. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> and, I, and I will say this, uh, an, another great and also I, I guess pretty 80s, but also just like throughout time kind of trope that I'm always weak for is like star-crossed like, like protagonist, antagonist who are, who go on a date and they have no idea they're mortal enemies. Or, yeah. the, or, or even better, only one of them doesn't. Uh, which is Camille's case for their first date. Like, that's the excuse for uses to like let him to like let her go. It's just like, um, I, that that kid's that like that kid's in the AUG. I'm tailing him, obviously, and they're just like hanging out. <laughs> like, uh, that's a couple episodes. That's an episode. That's the next episode, right? Because at this point, it's like. Camille and Four feel each other, and they're like, whoa, this is a thing. They have, and they're, the show, this show is not subtle about being like, is Four the new, La- is Four gonna be Camille's Lala? Oh, that's the worst. Like, the, like, the show is not subtle at all. I Yeah, I, I think, like, no, it, it, it very much posits that basically directly. Like, it's not subtext, it is text. Like, Camille asks, like, could, oh, because I think, um... <sighs> Yeah, Amuro, Amuro tells him a little, Amuro, like, d- drops subtle hints that, like, Lala fucking, that, that like, he cared, he cared about Lala. And Mirai fills it in a bit more, like, there was a pilot that Amuro never really knew, but they, like, deeply cared about each other, and had, like, an in- inexplicable, like, psychic link that, like, only they could t- explain to you. Yeah. And that's, like, that ru- essentially ruined Amuro's life forever. And Camille is just like, wow, could that be me and, and whoever this is? And it's just like, it's just like the fucking, just like Tomino just like looking at the screen and going, you get it? <laughs> I love you, Tomino. Uh, I hope Apparently not. he does have kids. Oh. Apparently he does have kids, and uh, one of his daughters uh, is apparently a very talented and prolific interpretive dancer, and choreographed all the weird like dance sequences from the uh, from the uh, episode eye catches of Re- of G Reco. Oh, that makes sense. Those are very those are, I noticed them. They're very good. And there's like a unique one for every episode, which was nice. That whips but, uh, ass. That does whip ass. Thank you, Tomino's daughter. <laughs> uh, so. Camille fights the Psycho Gundam, and this is when you, that scene you mentioned where, like, he, like while Stephanie and Amuro are running and they're arguing about trying to get, like, Wumi and Co. to fund the Karaba at the moment, Amuro, like, whips his head around and goes like, God, Camille, you're fucking this up! And she's like, see? You're just a fucking warmonger. He's like, oh, no, I was a pilot! I can't help it! Yeah. I... In that moment, I felt Amuro, because I, I am that way about certain shit. Like, even when I have no right to be. (laughs) But, uh, toward the end of the, like, Camille manages to... Pokemon is the thing that I'm like that about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not proud of it. Live my truth. I think this episode mostly ends with uh, four. Four starts freaking out because of her reson her resonance with Camille, and it's giving her like a migraine, and she backs off. 
yeah. the following episode, Amaro and Beltachka are visiting with, or it starts out with, with the Sudori, episode 18, and Force is gone. They can't find her. Namakar's like, I can't find her. She, she's gone. To which Ben Wooder's just like, we have Titans agents all over this fucking city. We'll find her. Just calm the fuck down. Jesus. He's like, whatever. Like, <laughs> we got we have a bigger plan anyway. That Cornell actually actively participates in, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> They're like, okay, uh, I got, we got this. So he also they team up with um, two guys from the Hong Kong government. And they're like, yeah, like, fine, you're the- we don't love you guys, you're titans, but the longer either you or the Ayug are here, you're just gonna blow up our fucking city. That is and true. And Ben they Wooder's like, that. you're not wrong. <laughs> ben Wooder, Korgoth of Barbaria, you're you're not wrong. Oh yeah, we'll fucking- we'll- we'll raise- we'll- we, we will raise this earth. I promise you, if, if they're- the, as long as we're here, we're just gonna start, like, air- we're just gonna start fucking, like- carpet bombing for no fucking reason. Just like, stand, he's just standing next to a vase, he just shoves it over like a fucking cat. <laughs> Fuck the Titans, man. So, uh, they have a nice conversation, this is where Mirai kind of says, like, oh, I trust my husband, I always know what he's thinking, and I want to I wanna raise my children the way he'd want, you know, us to raise them. And they, like, they're playing, Shaman and Hathaway are playing with, like, a glider, and Hathaway throws it too hard and it goes over the edge, but then, like, four catches it in, like, a like slow motion. Yeah, I am so, like, I, I, I cannot tell you how excited I am that I know, I know next to nothing about Hathaway's Flash, but every time I see this little kid, I'm just like, fucking, you, what is in store for you, child? <laughs> I just, I was thinking about that for a moment, where, like, Bright is compa- complaining about, like, you know, all these new types on his ship that won't be fucking behave, and I'm like, yeah, fucking my children will grow up fucking to be completely obedient yeah, right. <laughs> and mature and make positive decisions. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, Bright. Uh, she catches the, the glider, and that's when Camille notices her. To which she kind of, because Camille's in one of those, sh- like, every car in Gundam looks so fucking dumb. They're little tiny cars. That's, it's, it's probably, it's probably, like, if I had to guess a like science fiction excuse theory, um, they're probably all electric. They're they're all actually also the the heavier the heavier something is, uh, like the more exponentially expensive it is to transport it through space. Yep. Um. So unless they build cars there, like they probably have to be extremely lightweight and tiny. So Camille is like. Four essentially pops over to him and it's just like, "Hey, do you want to give me a ride?" And Camille's like, "Uh, okay, okay." Because she like sees beautiful a- woman, and Four is watching out because her excuse is that like I'm 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 doing I'm I'm doing surveillance. Yeah, right. I'm spying on the enemy when she's getting tailed by two Titans officers. But Four thinks Amuro is the pilot of the Mark II. Ah, uh, yes. Because she doesn't, she doesn't know Camille is, but so she gets in. She like she assumes Camille's part of the AU, but doesn't think he's in the he's the pilot. Yeah, of the that's too. why he she she opens with like asking him about Amaro. I think. Yeah, she does. She kind of, they have a, conver- a weird conversation about Amaro. She like leans her head on his shoulder, and Camille's like, "Oh," like you can tell she takes to him like immediately. Yeah, like they 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 vibe really quick. Um, 
it's it's re- it's really cute. It it's really cute specifically in in that in that way. I, like it, it's not it, it's not the same at all, but in in the same core way of just like I like that they're both characters. Uh, the the comparison I was gonna draw was why I also like uh, Coconut and Vanilla, just because they are both their own fleshed out characters apart from their relationship, which is something you yeah. don't. It's something you don't often get in heterosexual media, honestly, if I'm being honest, like, um, so I, I vibed, uh, I liked them. I, I, I like, I like four and Camille's like random spur at the moment date that they both like, they both probably loved more than they thought they would. Yeah. Cause that, that's, that's the next episode. Cause this, what happens will, we'll, and we'll get to that in much more detail. Because what happens next is that uh, we don't see it. I like the way this, this, this that uh, scene was done because it's like you just see like a shot of a desk and then like a ton of stuff falling over, and you hear like two Titans officers like break into the ship and just kidnap like Mirai and her kids. Mm-hmm. And this is where where like because four hears about this on the radio because the, the Sudori is like, hey, this is Ben Wooder of the Sudori. Uh, if the Audumla does not vacate the premises of the city in twenty four hours. And they can't because they're, you know, moored there and they need the supplies from Louis and Co. Because they're, because, they're, yeah, because the Aldumas' plan is to attack a Titan's base in New Guinea. Mm-hmm. Which has a, sp- they're gonna, we can crush that Titan's base and shoot Camille into space. That's the plan. But they need to re-up at Hong Kong first. Right. So, uh, you guys got a dip, you guys got, no, it was a, if the Aldumas doesn't surrender itself to the Titans in 24 hours, we are gonna kill Mirai and her two children in that order. <laughs> yeah, and and they're and like they're one of the plans is like, oh, what if we just left and the Titans are dead? That's just like not good enough. Yeah, they're like, no, you guys got to surrender to us. And then Amuro, probably once again thinking he's the main character of this show, says, "I'll go save them." And then he like, well, no, Amuro shows up in a speedboat, and they're like, they point guns at him. He's like, "Hey, I'll exchange. I'm a, I'm Amuro Ray, pilot of the main character of Mobile Suit of Hit Anime Mobile Suit Gundam 0079. Yeah, and I I I love that exchange because because the Titans are just like, oh wow, well a, a real a real life war hero here in the flesh, and then just like beats the shit out of him. Hey, just we does. got another hostage. We also have Amuro Ray. We'll kill him too. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then like every but like. No one's even that shocked. You're just like, oh fuck, well, yeah, Amuro. And you know what's would, kind huh? of, you know what's kind of brilliant about that scene? Now that I think about it, is that in 0079, that totally would have just worked. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think I feel like the the like that's I didn't realize that that kind of subverts your expectations a little bit. Like, no, that just would have worked in 0079. That would have it would that's what would have happened. Amuro would have shown up and then like got captured by the by the Zeon, and then he would have rescued for, like Mirai and punched three people on his way out mm-hmm. yelling wah the entire time and then like bright bright would have reprimanded him for his reckless plan but like only slapped him at once yeah or amro ends the episode like thrown in the brig yeah that that's but that that's not how this happens so um they end up because they have uh everybody out in like a boat in the harbor <laughs> which they they make a namakar drive i'm like dude like get a better like She's only there for four. Four's like not even. Four's a wall right now. Just like get a get a fucking like speedboat pilot. I'm sure you guys have one of the Titans. Yeah, I'm sure she's. I'm sure she's just like. I have no idea why I'm here. <laughs> 
She, she's not having a good time. Why do I have to be a part of this? Who's Amuro? Because Ben Water just doesn't like her and is laughing at her, and he's a horrible dude. Fuck that. So, uh, Camille ends up, uh, they're like, okay, we're, we're gonna send Camille, we're gonna, like, very quickly push Camille in the Mark II out of the back of the Audumla so he's underwater and will, like, sneak up behind, behind the ship before they can do anything and rescue the hostages. Because that's the only option we really have. And it works. There's a cool underwater battle. There's that really cool shot of um, the, the Aquazaku, like, hanging directly underneath the boat. Yeah, and, and like, they they have this battle, like, both under... Like, they, they are surfacing and submerging and, like, firing explosions under and in the water. And I'm just like, this would cause such cataclysmic waves, like... There were several people in the water around that battle for, like, several minutes. I'm like, they would have drowned. They would have been slammed against a boat and died. Yeah, the, those people are fucked. Water is scary. Um, but they're fine, because it's anime. Uh, they, you know, Mirai and them get rescued. That, this is, you love that scene where, like, Camille, like, can he, because, like, Shaman is like, oh, it's the gun, it's a Gundam! And then, like, Amuro, like, well, Camille, like, lands the Mark II. I think this is where Camille really gains, like, Amuro's respect. Mm-hmm. Because he has that moment where he's just like, good job, Camille, even though Camille completely eats shit landing on the dock. I think what it is is, like, by doing that, it's the only, it was the only way he could come to a dead stop without causing worse Sm- damage to the mainland. I mean, docks can be repaired. Who cares? Yeah, it's wood. <laughs> it's a dock. There's other ones. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, but it, like, it was just funny it's funny out of that context of just like of just like oh, oh impressive Camille and Camille's just like sticking out of a bunch of fucking busted wood and halfway in the water I also kind of like that where like Amuro gives him like this incredibly weird awkward handshake but I think that's Amuro quickly coming to terms and calculating the fact that I'm not the main character anymore yeah like this is that, that's when Amuro gets it I like Cause, cause I, and it's funny, cause it's like, you know, his whole thing was like, uh, his own inner conflict about, like, feeling that he needs to be the main character, but also that he doesn't want to be the main character, cause he didn't want to be the main character when he was the main character, so he especially doesn't want to now, but then I think, you know, that, that it, it, it puts him at a slightly more personable piece, cause it's like, oh, I didn't even have to sweat this. Nobody, nobody wants this for me anymore. Like, and I don't, and I feel like Amuro then is like, he he finds comfort in the fact that this is Camille's show, and I'm a supporting role in it. Yeah, I and that's how Amuro is for most of the grips conflict. Uh, that that was a good episode. I, I think every episode so far in the show has been great. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Cinderella Four, which is the namesake for this part. Love it. Uh, th- this episode so far. The city of Hong Kong now, after two ex- two cataclysmic battles in their fucking city, are like, Aldula, you have 24 hours to get the fuck out of here. The Sudori is still is still around, but now the city of Hong Kong itself has turned against the Aeug, for obvious reasons. Very much a, very much a, a, once again, very solo ship of like, hey, can we stock up here? Uh, m- maybe? And then the city gets fucking almost destroyed and they get kicked out. Diet Matilda song gets broken in half by a car. Oof. <laughs> Edeon is rough. 
Do you think Zeta? Ha- do you think Zeta has reached the same level of like darkness as Edeon or not yet? Not, not yet. If it or not darkness, more cynicism. Oh no, no, not yet. Okay, we'll get back to that later because I, I I'm very curious about your thoughts. Yeah, but no, that's it's, stuff it's... for part three and four. Like right now, this this still feels like they very much are. You know, everybody right now still feels like we like we we can do this. They're tight. So come on. We're t- so I think the reason that they side with the Titans is because the Titans can carp are going to carpet bomb them. That's a good which they do anyway. Side with someone. No, because I think that's what it is. Is that the tight? Is that um? Because uh, so Camille goes on his little date with four, which is cute. I don't even know how they arranged it. It just kind of worked. Camille had a fucking motor. Has his little dirt bike. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, cause they cause Camille's like, I'm going out, and Stephanie Wooman like, slaps him, and he's just like, come on, I'm like 17, can't I, like, hang out in a city for, like, a day? And so C- Camille and Four, like, that guitar riff as she, like, slow-mo fly hugs him. It's, it's like, literally, like, an 80s date <laughs> montage. Like, it's this is one of my favorite episodes. It's a it, lot. It, I like how she's just like running alongside like a chain link fence and like dragging her fingers against it. Mm-hmm. And it's like they have they have. I, I love seeing this side of Camille because Camille's just been so like frustrated and angry for like most of the show. Yeah, so much so like 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 there's there, there's there's a there's a cynical read of this where it's like oh this is like out of character or something and it's just like I mean. We don't like that's we don't have any data to the contrary. We've never he's never been he's never been on screen in this situation before. Like um, I don't think Camille's ever had a moment like this in his life probably. Um especially with somebody like you know it's it's it, and um it, it's also confusing not confusing well it's probably confusing for him because like fucking he's 17 years old everything confuses him it's a very it's it's a very different like it's a very it's a, it's a very different relationship than with than with fa like because like fa's like a stronger like they're childhood friends right yeah that's that's at least it's implied that they are they've known each other like when camille talks about him her it's a four in the next episode yeah and so it's not it, it's it's a diff it's it's a different thing having that closeness and familiarness that that familiarness that that almost almost familialness with somebody that 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 allows you to honestly that allows you to fight more and then still be friends but then you know when you meet somebody in the context of like immediate romanticism and then you have to work your way backwards from that it's different and it's very much just like it's it's less about the person it's more about the experience you're both having with one another yeah, because it's like because as because honestly, as soon as he starts like, as soon as he starts like, um, digging into her as a person, like asking her questions and like you know offering, offering advice or solutions to her problems, like then it all it all comes crashing down. Because like that, that that's how the conversation starts. And she asks him like, "Do you like my name?" And Camille's like, "Yeah." Like yeah, you have a nice name, and she's like, I hate it. Like it's not even a name. It's just my it's just my designation of who I of what I am. I don't know my name. I don't know who I am. I don't know anything about myself. I don't even know who my parents are. 
Camille's just probably like, well, damn, why'd you ask then? (laughs) (laughs) Set me up. Like, this is a trap. Women be lying. (laughs) He, like, because I think, is this before or after they kiss? I don't remember. I'm thinking, I'm thinking after. Probably after, yeah. I don't know why she would kiss him after that. Because then she's like, and then right in the middle of this conversation that's kind of going bad, it, like you see the Sudori, even though it's not been 24 hours and the Audoom wasn't, because they're, they're leaving. They have, they've been restocked. Like, uh, even though it's not been 24 hours yet, uh, the Sudori just starts bombing H- Hong Kong. Whoops. And Camille, like, grabs it, like, Camille, like, tightens his grip on the fucking, like, fence, and he gets fucking, you, and then she feels something, she's like, oh, oh, he's the kid in the Gundam. Yep. And he's just like, why are you still with the Federation at this point? Like, what, like, like, your memories can't be more important than this. Like, come, come with me. Like, you're done. You're, you're out of the Titans. And she, like, says no, and, like, kind of pushes him away. And that, that moment is so cool when it's, like, it's Ben Water in the, Psycho Gundam, but it's just like her hanging on like a on like a construction site, like on like a rebar, and she's like glowing blue as the as the Psycho Gundam just slides towards her. Yeah, like out of water's control. Yeah, and you're like, oh shit! And so she gets in, and then her and Camille have another fight, where like she essentially is just like, why are you? She's it's like it's it's so sad. She just starts crying in the middle of their fight, like. Camille, you were made to make me suffer, I think. Like, before you, I could do all this without considering anything, but now you're making me question my actions. Yeah, because cause she she very much has a moment of, of, like, um, she tries to excuse, she, she tries to excuse her, like, I, I don't know, I, I guess it's, 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 up to personal opinion if you would call it selfishness because like she she's like oh i'm just in this for my memory i don't really give a fuck about the titans and one of the things that she does to like to like compartmentalize i'm sorry do you like compartmentalize compartmentalize it's just like oh well you know like the the au's just as bad as the titans they're all just fighting they're all just fighting war and war is bad and then like you know, and then immediately, like, shit starts blowing up, and Camille's like, the AU has literally never done anything like this, and we never would, and we don't want to. <laughs> like, the, there, the, there are differences in the powers at play here. Um, and she has to come to, and she has to, like, come to terms with that, because, like, you know, she likes Camille, and she believes Camille, and she's like, ah, fuck, you're right. Shit. War's complicated. That sucks. Yeah. Cause, cause that, cause honestly, like that was very much that was very much Camille's sentiment when he first showed up. It was just like, "Fuck you, adults and your shitty war. You're all just the same." Um, and now we're seeing that because like Camille's initial thing was just resentment and hatred of any kind of authority in in general. But now Camille's definitely like Camille's de- politics are developing. Yes, Camille Camille like now has a stance. Camille has a thing that he like. Once again, he still thinks that, like, you know, he's, he, he sees he sees the imperfections of, like, Char and Amaro. He sees that these are, like, not perfect people to idolize, but they are still people. They, yeah, they, 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 they are standing for something that he can believe in, even if he... Even if he has differing opinions on how best to go through with those beliefs that they all agree on. 
Exactly. And so that I, that's and that's some I think amazing just character stuff for Camille. You really see him developing. Le- left de- leftist unity, something I've sadly only ever fucking seen in fiction. <laughs> Camille in 4 uh Camille like gets out of the Mark II and like tries to talk to Four again, but it just doesn't work. She won't hear any of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the battle ends when she completely passes out, like she overexerts herself. Right, she oh, fucking overheats, but it's not her mech; it's her. She blue screens. She like yeah, essentially. And so uh, we go. We can go and then go into episode twenty with four more to go. We have uh, episode twenty, uh, the heated escape. Where uh, the Sudori essentially is like, all right, Ben Water says, we we do not have the military like in a one on one battle at this point. The the Audumla is going to win. So I am. We are doing an all out suicide attack on the on the uh, on the Audumla. The Sudori is going to go down. Uh, we're literally going to crash it into the Audumla. Cause, and uh, he's like, if you want to leave, leave, but. All these guys are crazy titans who are like, it'll be an honor to die alongside you, sir. Yeah, right. Those motherfuckers. And, uh... So, the plan is still, we're gonna go crush that titan's base in New Guinea and shoot Camille into space. But, there's actually... So, uh, the Sudori in... This episode is pretty brutal in terms of the big bat, the huge battle that happens. Um, at the beginning of this episode, Mirai leaves... I, I forget where she, exactly she's going, but Mirai exits the show. Yeah, I, she, least, I think, she 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 agrees that she agrees that she shouldn't go to space. Basically, yeah, she pretty much is just like I won't go to space right now because that's where the actual huge battlefront is going to be. Yeah. Although, like, honest, although honestly, fucking, I think if she did, it was just like you know what, I'm joining the AU. I think that that would be sick. That would be. I, I think she honestly, if she didn't have kids, I think she would. Oh, for sure. I think that's literally the only thing that's preventing her from being the helmswoman of the Argama. Spe- speaking as speaking as somebody speaking as somebody who wants to be a parent and wants to have kids, fucking most adults would be able to do a lot more fucking t- t- shit without kids. And Mirai seems like a good mother. Mirai, yes. I, I like how Hathaway, even in the new movie, inherited Mirai's tiny eyes. Yeah, soft little <laughs> eyeballs. But he has like Bright's hair. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this is where Camille and, and, uh, Amuro have finally start actually talking for real about new type shit. Uh-huh. Like, this is the first time they start talking about it, because every single other time, Amuro's either just been like, it's a myth, or just like, it, it's not new type stuff. No, just, just don't like, talk sh- to me about shut it. Shut up. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Like, shooting Camille down at every opportunity, but now they, this is where Camille opens up, I mean, Amuro opens up about Lala. He's not talking about specifics, but he's very vague about it, but he's like... Are you th- like don't don't stay on Earth? Don't let this draw you here. There are more important things at this time to deal with. Like the most important thing is getting you back into space. Which honestly, and, like me, me as the viewer who like it probably doesn't like I. How fucking long were they on Earth for? Uh okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna look because the um. Episode 11 is Reunion, Winds of Jaburo, so 12 mm-hmm. through 20. They're only on Earth for 8 episodes. Right, and how much real time in there? 11. Um, 
Well, nine. Nine episodes. How, Episode 11 is when they land. How much in-universe... How many in-universe days is that, do you think? I would... Th- I think... It, like, I can look... Oh, shit. It's been, like, two months. Oh, word? Yeah, so it's been, like, two months that Camille was on uh, on Earth. Man. A little o- less. Honestly, though, even then, like... And, and this is just me who, like, always, like... Whenever, whenever I whenever I travel long distance, I try to like make the make the, make the effort it take to, it took to travel worth the time I spend. And like two months, like dog, you you almost died coming into orbit, and then you you're like already going back now. I'm just like, dang, war sucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Nah, he can't be weighed down by Earth's gravity. So four essentially is like she feels she's like my head hurts. I I can barely function. I I'm not going out in a battle. And the Namakar like slaps her. It's like you don't have a choice. Like if you want, I can tell. I can I can re- here. He, she's like here's the deal. Fucking four. Like the second we get, if you get in that fucking psycho gun and you blow up the fucking Aldumla, the second we get back to the Murasame labs, I'll give you your memories back. And if you don't. I'm gonna call them right now and have them delete your memories forever. And at this point, like I, I still, I still don't know if they're just flat out lying to her. Uh, that's my assumption that they have no way of actually yeah, recovering her memories. Even that's, that's for my them, take. even for them, that doesn't sound like a real thing that they could do. Why would they? That's the thing. That's the thing, right? Why would they? What reason do they have to keep those memories? Even if they could. If you even can. Yeah. So it's like, maybe they have like a file. They probably just, you know what they probably would have ended up doing? At most they would have just threw a file at her that had like a, like a, like a six page synopsis of everything they knew about her. Yeah, it's like her fucking dossier. Yeah, that's what they, they throw her a manila folder labeled whatever her real name is. Yeah, right. And there's like barely anything in it because they don't fucking care. It's just, it's just all the shit. The only thing about the only thing about her life they would probably have on file is all of the shit that would lead them to choose her as the candidate to be a cyber new type. Exactly. Um, it's 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 so sad. Yeah. I four four is really sad, and so they uh, she goes out in the and uh, they have she has another battle with Camille and this is one of the people always say Camille cries like every episode which isn't true they're like. I think this is the since his mom died. This is the first time he's cried. Yeah, and he just kind of breaks. He kind of like starts opening up about like because they have another battle where like they open their cockpits in the middle of it, and Camille cr- climbs in, and he like kind of just starts opening up to her about like everything about how he hates his name, how he's insecure about his own masculinity. And that's the only reason he did karate yeah. and designed mobile suits, and how like he, his dad was a fucking asshole, and his mom was never there, but she loved her job, and like. And then how Fa was pretty much his mom, his replacement mom. Mm-hmm. And how he hates how much Fa nags him. And then he's just like, why the fuck am I telling you all of this? And, like, you can see Four is, like, touched by this, but she's like, I need my memories back, and pulls a gun on him and just says, Let- let's just go back to the places where we belong. Which I think is a very good line. Yeah, that's rough. It's a, it's a very that's, good line. Let's painful. Let's just go back to the places where we belong. But, in the midst of their battle, Four just fucking turns the Psycho Gundam back into a mobile armor and rams it right the fuck into the side of the Sudori. <laughs> because fuck these guys. And so, the Sudori, in its hangar, 
I, I when I rewatched this, I realized there was a little bit of Shekhov's booster, I guess, where they're like, "Why the fuck did they bring us this space booster anyway?" And they're like, "It's just taking up room in the hangar." That's it. So I was like, "Huh, that's that's funny." They mentioned the booster, but the the Sudori does have a rocket booster that could launch a mobile suit through the atmosphere into space, and um, I think that's why the Audumla went into battle with the Sudori was because they were like, "Okay." We can crush the Sudori, they're already going to attack us, and maybe we can commandeer their booster because we got a message from Bright that the uh, the Argama's in low orbit, but it can't stay there for long. Otherwise, it's going to get sucked into the, into the atmosphere. Yeah. And so we only ha- we have to get Camille into space today. And so uh, Four, like, crawls out of the... Uh, like, Ben Wooder is, like, manning a fucking machine gun-like thing himself. Amaro is like, Camille, this is your chance. Don't, you gotta do this, like, now. And, uh, Four goes into the hangar. She's still alive. And, like, opens up the hangar doors. And, and then, uh, like, and then Ben Wooder's like, what are you doing? And shoots her. Fuck. And her last words are like, Camille! It reminds me of Miharu's death from, from 0079 a bit. Mm-hmm. Where Kai had a girlfriend for an episode. Yeah... Yet another one gets Tominode. And so there goes four. Let's hope so, let, let's hope Camille Let's hope Camille doesn't horrendously dramatize Four's death in his mind going forward. It's like I can't I can't believe Jared showed up out of nowhere and cut her head off with a samurai sword. <laughs> then held it up laughing and drinking the blood. Yeah. So uh Camille like launches into space and he looks wistfully down as he's lazily leaving the atmosphere like four did i did i do the right thing and i was like yeah i think i think so i think you did camille uh, she truly is your lala so uh the next episode camille is back in space uh nobody's really on the argama it's like it's a skeleton crew of the argama pretty much the emma and bright are there but everybody else is like kots rekoa Henkin, everybody else is kind of on the moon right now. Like, Kotz is, Kotz is fucking running around like a gremlin, just like, ah, oh, this is like the white base. It's like, you were like five. You were, you were like, he, I think he was, uh, I think he was eight. Because oh. he was the old, Kika was four, Let's was like six, and he was eight. And so, because he's like 15 now. Oh, neat. He's Amaro age. <laughs> But a lot, a lot fucking dumber. Damn. Damn. So, it, it, Kotz, um, yeah, Kotz, I like Kotz's little outfit, though. It's like, fuck it, it's Camille's, but green. Yeah. He has a, he has an AU jumpsuit, which, some art makes it look like a jumpsuit, some makes it look like a, like a coat. Who I think say? it's a jumpsuit. Yeah, right, that, that makes sense, they're pilots. So, Camille, uh, Camille's just kind of being like a dickhead. <laughs> really? Uh, on the Argama when he gets back. Like, he's just doing, like, I think just a perimeter check of, like, circling around, like, doing, like, a fucking however many kilometer circle around the, uh, the Argama just to see if there's anything out there that's not being picked up on radar because of Minovsky particles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Taurus is giving, uh, I like Taurus and Psycho, so we see a little bit of them in this episode. They, uh, they're giving Camille shit over the radio, and Camille's like, you're a pest, uh. So he goes back under the uh, the bridge of the Argama, and where he gets kind of he's getting a little bit of a lecture from Emma, uh, but Taurus he like punches Taurus in the head a little bit, like smacks him in the back of the head. I think he punches him on top of the head, 
and it's just like you're annoying and uh emma and bright are talking are talking and suddenly like you just see that it escalates into like a full-on like fist fight yeah nah real fucking quick <laughs> like taurus like oh so you think because you're a hot shot on earth now that you think you're the fucking best fucking sh- fuck you camille you're fucking 17 and like cyrus like, gets in on it too and then like bright's Bright's just like, the fuck are you guys doing? And Emma's like, come on, let, let the let, boys will be boys. Let them get, let them work, let them, let them blow off some steam. And Bright's like, what the fuck? No, this is my goddamn ship. I've <laughs> never, I've never let a boy be a boy in my entire military career. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, bam, one for Psychosa, bam, one for Taurus, bam, right in Camille's head. Like, all three of you are in timeout. Oh my god, I love Bright. Bright is so awesome in Zeta. He's he Bright is just not to be fucked with right now. Mm-hmm. Like Bright is every fucking second I spend wasting my time dealing with you people is time that I that I'm not spending with my children because I have to fight this war mm-hmm. to make the world inhabitable for them. You fucking asshole. Bright is just Bright is always on. Yeah, Bright, Bright's always on. Bright is eyes on eyes on the prize like like honestly, like I I, re- I relate to him in so many ways, albeit in very much lower stakes situations. But it's like I've definitely been in I've definitely been in work environments where I'm just like, why why isn't anybody why isn't anybody even a fraction as invested as me in just shutting up and doing our fucking jobs so we can go home? Like <laughs> <laughs> that's that yeah that's bright. Like, I I think that's his outlook on the military. The military is my job. Yeah. It's not like a patriotism, it's not a life, it's a fucking career. Yeah. Um, and it's the only, with the skill set he has, like, but it's, uh... He may, like, you know, it was it was still his bad, but it's like, I think I think he, he very much wrongly assumed that the military was some form of civil service. And prior to the one-year war, it probably was. <laughs> or at least attempted to be. Sure, yeah. Very much, yeah, or, you know propagandized itself to be uh i don't yeah i don't believe i don't believe there exists any form of military uh power that could that could be considered for the civil public good but that's neither here nor there you know what origin directly contradicts that never mind yeah right (laughs) you know what no you're right (laughs) i think about it yeah you're 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 right (laughs) oh but oh but devin don't you know origin's not canon (laughs) god's why i hate gundam it's like the fucking like the Federation of the Good Guys is Zeon of the Bad Guys. Stop writing Zeon propaganda. God, fucking worst Gundam take ever. Love so, I, I like how it's there, like, all three of you in the brig, they're like, Camille started it! Yeah. <laughs> this child started it. And Emma essentially calls out Camille. She's like, you're being a dickhead right now. Like, what happened? Like, ever since you got back to the Argama, you've been, like, a fucking little whiny dick. Like, what's wrong with you? And then she immediately fucking, like... She immediately pulls down his pants and is just like, you fell in love, didn't you? <laughs> like, Emma just knew, and Camille's just like, fucking shut up! Emma's, Emma's, Emma and Camille's relationship is buck wild to me. It's so, it's so, it's like, cause like, I, I buy it, but it's just like, I'm just like, wh- like, where, where did this come from? But I guess we're here now. Uh, cause I, I don't think Emma's that old. I think Emma's only like 20. Emma's 24. Oh, Emma's what? Okay, that. Hmm. Well, because that, and that's the whole thing, right? Like, I don't think, I don't think Emma is re- reciprocate. I, 
I think Emma is in a situation where she she's probably looking at the seventeen year old boy and is just like self aware enough to be like, he's a seventeen year old boy. He probably has a boner for me, uh, and I'm, and I'm young enough and still just not. I'm a young enough adult. But she has that conversation with Bright. I don't remember which episode it was. Um, <laughs> Camille is instinctively attracted to me. Yeah, and Bright is just like mouth agape, like. Did you just say that to me? <laughs> um, uh, and she's like, "Oh, it's not. It's it's not because I'm conceited." And I think she she does believe that. And so fucking, I I don't know how true it is. I think Camille's got other shit going on. To be quite honest with you, um, I think that might have been true, but like before Camille went to Earth, I think it's I think it's true in the context of Tomino is gonna write teenage boys as you know having at least some kind of low key attraction to like a beautiful woman. Um, like, I think that's just a truth of the Gundam universe based on who is fucking the people writing it. Um, but, uh, but no, yeah, she, I think she's aware of it. I don't think, I don't think she is actually pursuing Camille in any way, shape, or form. No, she's, she, I, she's I, just... I actually had canon, like, Emma as being bi, but, like, 80% a lesbian, mm-hmm. which is why she's kind of, like, a little more, huh, about, like, like 80 percent attracted to women, twenty percent attracted to men. Right. Like I think she had she had a boyfriend once, and it wasn't the worst. Huh. But like that's why I think she's a little more cold towards Hankin. For sure. Yeah, because she, she's because she's just like I'm not interested in anything you have to offer me. Because <laughs> uh, I've because I've spent extended because uh, I've spent any amount of time with men. Um, <laughs> but no, I think, like, think while she doesn't, while she doesn't actively pursue Camille, I do think she does a piss poor job of shooting, of shooting down any kind of notions that, that, that Camille may or may not have. Like, cause you know, I don't know to, I don't know to what end is it of her tr- trying and failing to walk the tightrope of being someone Camille can confide, like having a relate have having a lowercase r relationship with Camille without like she's overthinking yeah she's overthinking it she's overthinking it and it's fucking her up and it's like whoops you're Camille's mom now dummy <laughs> yes, that's that's actually kind of perfect um, that's a perfect synopsis of this yeah because that she literally she does the thing she does she, she says the thing she says the thing she doesn't want to do turns around turns 180 degrees does it without hesitation um because she like i because I, I, I think she likes it i think i think she likes that this this dumb this dumb boy likes 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 her but but yeah i She's, i she I, has overthink she's camille's mom now i i am liking emma more and more and more she i love emma she's one of my favorite gundam characters <laughs> for, for sure for sure for sure one of my faves because i you know i love i um I I I wish God I I wish that I I wish I remembered there was like a specific uh I I don't know just like anytime they bring up I I do wish they would do it like not dwell on it but like the thing that is most interesting to me about Emma is that she is a reformed Titan you know like the like. Like the, the, there's a saying like, like the, the, the only good like the only good the only good cop is a dead cop. But also the only good cop is the cop who like uh, uh, the only another good cop is an ex cop. Uh, like, um, and I feel like 
I feel like the only good cop is an ex cop because a dead cop's not a cop. A, co- a dead cop's a corpse. That's, yeah, that's true. It's an umbrella. Yeah, it's it's really you know it's really an umbrella term, um, and and it fits too. Uh, she, I would I I wouldn't call it a flaw, but for the things that I am interested in, I wish it de- it dove more into her own personal feelings about wh- about about like her political development over the course of the series because she. Cause from, cause from this, cause on the surface, she just kind of immediately about faces and she's like, oh, f- you know what? Fuck the Titans. Actually, it's totally chill. I don't have any inner conflicts about any of this. Fuck them. I seriously just think that Emma is really bought in. She, well, she was really bought in, but just bought in, not into the nation, like into this, the nation, no shirt, sure, na- ah, the nature, uh, into the notion <laughs> Emma's really bought into the notion of the 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 military are just. There are laws. I have like not military are just, but the military is run by sensible people. Mm-hmm. That our whole job. I want to join the Titans because I want to make space a safer place. Yeah, because that was the thing. Right. So, so like, all she really needed was like fundamental proof that like y- you aren't the work you're doing is not furthering the goals you were told they're furthering like it's just it's like, a bold-faced lie because i like to think that emma's a relatively was relatively new to the titans maybe she was established in the federation already or maybe she just was like you know oh you're you're so you're you got such good marks at the academy that you're um, you're going to the titans immediately right like, so she didn't have a lot of experience with the titans and I'm, I'm thinking that all of the questions she was answered she was asking she probably got gaslit constantly mm-hmm and was already skeptical until uh, during the events of the series, but she's just you know military training. I this is a this is a dangerous situation. I can't immediately question what's going on until she sees that why the fuck is Camille's mom in a glass cylinder? Yeah, right. Okay, this is actually fucked up and confirmed all of my suspicions, despite me not wanting to believe them because it's terif- it's a terrifying existential discovery to figure out that I have been not only a, a pawn in a fascist scheme, but also the organization I held a ton of trust in was not the organization I thought it was at all. Yeah. Um, and and, and it, in some ways I appreciate, but in the other ways I'm like, really uh, how how quick she was, like, welcomed. Like, as soon as she was like, oh yeah, fuck the Titans, everyone's like, cool, you're in the AU now, and like, we're... Ne- like, well, they put her in, like, Blex didn't trust her at first. He put at her in, like, first. a uh, like a cell. Okay, yeah. I don't know, I, I guess, yeah. Because, like... Because they were, like... Because Hankin's like, oh, she's an ex-Titan, and Black's like, she still was a Titan. But then, like, by the time they got back to... I think it's been two months, and people are kind of like, Emma's we, we're, Emma's been fine for two months. Yeah, like, they, they don't have, like... Emma Emma hasn't fucked up enough for them to, like, rag on her, right? Like, she's e- too good. Emma's only big fuck-up has been, like, she didn't... She wasn't able to descend to Earth. Yeah. Um, that was her... Like, yeah, that was, that was her biggest fuck-up. So we we cut we cut to the uh oh man I'm I'm so mad at myself I forgot the name of the ship give me one fucking second because it's a fucking dumb name it's fine it's a dumbass Tomino name you have done so well in you would be like I I have kept my mouth shut for all the times you have said proper nouns and terms at me and I'm just like uh huh <laughs> <laughs> that that makes me feel great thank you the Dogas Gyar. Oh yeah, how what a f- 
fucking moron. How could you not remember that? <laughs> yeah, so we, we cut to the Dogas Gyarp, Shiraco's new pink ship. But we see, actually, no, we don't. We cut to a shuttle with, with uh, Yamatov, who's heading down to Earth. Mm-hmm. We don't see a lot of him, but he's the actual supreme leader of the Titans. And he's talking to one of his guys about Paptimus Shiraco. He passes his ship. And Shiraco makes a big fucking display of having, like, a hologram projected of him bowing. Yeah, right? And I'm like, Shiraco knows what he's doing. He's extra motherfucker. But honestly, like, I, I've, cause at first. It's like, the most buff clan shit I have ever seen. Part of me was like, this extra buff clan ass motherfucker. And then the other part of me was like, you know, in terms of communication, you can't wiretap a hologram projection. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's how yeah. people are sending really brief messages to one another as they pass by in spaceships. Holograms don't come up on sonar. All, the only thing that comes up on is visual. Yeah, right? So it's either, like, although he could, like, dog, they could have easily also just, like, flashed Morse code. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was more the gesture of, like, Shiraco has pretty much open disdain for every single Titan except for Yamatov, because he wants, because he, he, the person he wants in his pocket is Yamatov, most of all. Mm-hmm. But again, there's, and, and there's a flashback of him literally signing a blood oath. Yeah, because he's just like Paptimus Shiraco. That's a this is what an interesting guy. And it's Shiraco just being like a signature of my of my allegiance is not enough. And he whips out a fucking knife and slices his thumb open and like I made a blood oath and like he's like I know you like that. Uh, I love Shiraco. <laughs> he's the fucking slimiest. So the Titans, as a whole, are planning Operation Apollo. This is what the Titans have been doing have been building up to in space while everything's been going down on Earth. The currently, Yamatov is heading down to Earth, which will where Blex is right now. Because I forgot to mention that Blex is a high-ranking politician in the Earth sphere, in the Earth Federation. Right. Like this would be like if Bernie Sanders was head of like a par- was also head of a paramilitary organization. If fucking only. And uh, so right now, Yamatov is trying is pretty much successfully convincing the Federation to. Surrender all authority to the Titans. In this time of crisis. Because of course the Titans will give the power back once the once the Grips conflict is over. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Um, sure thing, yeah. And, uh, where, whereas... Blex is trying to get the politicians who are living on Earth and have never been in space to fucking see what's going on in space. I love that shit, like, it's... It was, it's funny out of context, but I love Char is just like, why can't, like, he more or less is just- Is there like, any way to why send can't every we send politicians? All the politicians into space? And I'm sitting here like, fucking same. In my Discord server, whenever the new, whenever, whenever we drop some sort of, like, horrible thing happening in the government, we always post that, get that as a response. <laughs> is there a way to send all politicians into space? Oh, and I think, like, honestly, like, um, I forget if it was. I forget it. I forget what which astronaut it was, but like that's a that's a sentiment that like a lot that like at least one real astronaut shares of just like of just like uh, I just want to grab all of these greedy fucking world leaders and like bring them up above Earth's orbit and like make them look down at the planet and go look at that. Like none of this shit matters. Like it's real. Like the the, the that new type shit. Like like. Being unbound from Earth's gravity and seeing the full perspective of the universe is real. It, it's beautiful. <laughs> I, I I love Quattro is the best. 
Like, once again, I'm going to just actually, I'll, I'll hold that to the end. Yes. I'll hold that to the end. Oh, yes. Operation Apollo, which is being headed by Yamaikin, is, uh, we have not seen Bask in a while. But Yamaikin, I guess Bask is doing something else. Yamaikin is here, and, uh, he's organizing his fleet, because they're going to completely conquer the city, the lunar city of Von Braun, which is the biggest city on the moon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, we saw Von Braun, that's where they, they, uh, because we saw Granada in 0079 and earlier. He who controls this the is moon, on the, he who controls the moon controls the galaxy or whatever it is they said. Well, controls the Earth, controls, like, the, the Earth sphere. Right. Because, like, you have authority over all the colonies if you hold the moon. Von Braun is the city we saw in Stardust Memory. Ah, uh, yeah. That's where Co met fucking his, where Co met his boyfriend. <laughs> uh, was in a slum in, in, uh, in Von Braun. Nice. But, uh. Anaheim has a big presence here, and so the Titans are just going to take it by force. Shiraco leaves the fleet saying, hey, my, and Yamaikin's like, what the fuck are you doing? You're under my command. No, you're not going off on your own. He's like, listen, my unit, my team, my ship that I value that you gave me, that Yamatov gave me, we're not used to shit yet. We're new. We got to run some additional training exercises. On my honor, I will be back before the operation starts. And Yamaikin's kind of like, fine. And uh, he hangs out with his two compadres, our best friend Jared, <laughs> and his new green-haired girlfriend. Jared is back in a big way. What do you, what do you think of part two, Jared, compared to part one, Jared? Because part two, Jared is where Jared's really becoming like a character, as opposed to just like a fucking pu- a person I want to punch. <laughs> yeah, I, I still want to punch him. I still want to beat the shit out of him, but like, I, I really had a good thesis for Jared at the at the at the at the last like at, at the tail end there where I just I just kind of realized that like okay he's he his tragic flaw, his fatal flaw is that he is a good soldier um he's a good like it makes him a but it, like it makes him a bad person it makes him uh, like a, a tool bag and it just makes him like and, and in a lot of ways it makes him make wrong uh ill-informed uh, self-harmful decisions, some of which he's aware of, but at this point, he is the most bought in. Um, like, however much he acts like, however much he still has his personal vendettas, like, he... he gives himself to Shirakos. He He is like, use me for whatever you want. And he's fine. Like, for, for, for as underhanded as Shirako acts... I feel like Jared is very much aware of it half the time, but he's just like, this is my superior officer, Shiraco gets shit done, like, I'm gonna do what Shiraco tells me to do. I'm trying to look up how old Jared is. Jared is. Jared Mesa. He is... 24 as well! I thought he was a little younger. Yeah, still young enough to be a complete idiot. Uh... Like, his... I'm I'm wondering right now like how interesting it would because like I, I I always like to imagine like what what makes people the way they are mm-hmm. like what kind of like childhood did Jared have was his dad like a one year war veteran who was just like instilled this into him oh yeah just like fucking because um, you'd be fourteen during the one year war yeah so it's like he he probably just barely he he probably wanted he wanted to be Amro right he wanted to fucking. Like, fuck up Zeon that ruined Earth. Yeah, yeah. He, he... So that instilled that instilled some pre- some anti spacenoid prejudice. Mm-hmm. Like, 
that was that was that that one that was there was a line I said I was going to point out in part one that Jared says that I've completely forgot to where Jared is just like we can't let the AU just go around Earth and just do whatever the fuck they want which is like god bro that's what the Titans do in space (laughs) yeah yeah no and and, and there's 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 that line later in in that really in that really good episode where uh, like again they're out of mechs and they're they're in the they're in the bunker um and Jared's just like ev- like everybody, even the normal citizens are like d- like the moon. The moon is not bought in on the Titans, or at the very least, this city isn't because these random ass citizens off the street who like o- like only know the propaganda they're fed. Even they are very much just like, nah, man, the Titans fucking suck. You literally do nothing good for anybody, and all Jared can say is like. The AU started it, and it's like, homie, the AU is literally a reactionary revolution against you directly. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's 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 sad. Jer- I I feel a lot because I always like laughing at Jared or like being like, look at fucking Jared, he sucks. Sure. But like this time, I guess it's because I'm Mola- I haven't seen Zeta Gundam in full in like four years. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. So this is me coming back. Like I, I, I've watched parts of it that I like a lot, but watching it as a whole again for the first time in four years is like I, I feel a lot more sympathy for Jared. I, 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 not as like a person because of his own decisions. I feel sympathy for Jared in the fact that he is so shackled to this and will never be able to escape and live a better, joyous life. Yeah, no, exactly. He, he, he's bought in. He, he's bought in in that way that like. Maybe I'm not sympathetic. I'm just realizing how tragic of a character Jared is. Absolutely, because he, he's he's so bought in that even in the face of absolute like evidence to against everything he stands for, all you can all you'll get out of him is like confusion and dissociation and anger. And he oh totally and all all he, all he knows how to do is like back away and 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 denounce. And denounce anything in front of him that doesn't match with the reality he's been told is true. Um, and and it's so many men are like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like so many people are like that. That's that's the that's just the right. Um, yeah. Oh, Jared, I'm sorry. You, I'm sorry you got fucking. I'm sorry you got brain worms when you were fourteen. Yeah, right. Fucking. fucking on, he's on Universal Century. You fucking read it. So, uh, they're testing out the Gabflays, yeah. Jared and Moore are, and, like, Shiraco goes out there to kind of, like, fuck with them a little bit in the Masala. Mm-hmm. But the Gabflays are cool as fuck. They're, like, we talked about them earlier. And, uh, Jared and Moore go out, and, uh, they end up finding the Argama. And they're like, oh, we're gonna take on the Argama. And the Gabflays are dangerous. They're, like, super fast. And they, the their main gun is apparently on caliber with like a warship. So like the, a Gabflay could fucking sink ships. Absolutely. So they mobilize everybody, and um, the Gundam, the Mark II, and some Rick Diosses, like essentially Camille and Emma go out to to meet them, and they have a skirmish where Camille gets his ass kicked. Like Camille gets gets dunced. Embarrassed, absolutely. Emma gets shot down first. 
and Camille goes out of his way to grab her escape pod. And Emma's like, Camille, what are you doing? Say, you can do that after you get away. Like, there's other mobile suits here that can grab me. There's Nemos everywhere, Camille. Um, I, and, I, I love this line. And Camille's defense of why he's going out of her uh, his way mid-battle to save her is, uh, pilots are expensive to train. <laughs> is what he says to her. <laughs> Shut up, Camille. <laughs> Shut up. Camille just fucking said the first thing that came to his mind. Yeah, and then, like, and then literally, like, literally, like, 15 minutes later, Foss shows up, like, I'm a pilot! It's like, I guess they're not that expensive. Because, uh, the Mark, so, um, the Gat, one of the Gatflays grabs, uh, the Mark II, and it starts, like, crushing it, and Camille's just like, oh, fuck, and then Jared's like, oh, shit, it's Camille! I feel like he always says that, or, like, he has that energy anytime Camille shows up. He's always like, aw, fuck, is that, is that little bitch Camille? <laughs> oh shit, it's Camille! It's time for a pounding. Like, the fucking, like, a high school bully would say. Let's shove him in a fucking locker. But it's like, dude, you Cam- graduated three years ago! <laughs> dude, you're already post-college! <laughs> Yeah, I got my <laughs> I got my bachelor's degree in fucking smearing your pussy ass. Clonk. <laughs> uh, Camille gets uh, ejected out of the Mark II, and Camille's just like floating in space, and he's like with nothing, just 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 floating in space helplessly. Like, oh fuck, this is where I die. I I'm wow. Okay, am I gonna am I gonna die just right now? Am I, am I gonna see my parents? And then suddenly, we get that fucking good-ass music, and two things show up over the horizon. A weird fighter carrying another weird fighter. And inside one of the weird fighters is Fa. Fa, like, opens her canopy. You can't tell it's her yet, but it's a female pilot in an AU uniform. So I guess it's a 50-50 shot. It's Fa or Rekoa. Mm-hmm. She grabs Camille. I guess I'm not supposed to be- I guess you're supposed to assume it's Rekoa. I didn't know who the fuck- I mean, I didn't- I, I didn't know who the fuck it was. I didn't have any guesses. I was just like, who the fuck is this? But it's Fa. She ends up rescuing Camille, and then uh, Apolly is in the Zeta Gundam, which we see in uh, twenty episode twenty one. It's called the S- Sign of Zeta. Yeah, believe the Zeta in Gundam it. manages <laughs> manages to shoot down. Uh, I think just not shoot down, but damages one of the Gadflays, and they get um, and they they go back to the ship, and that's I think that's where that episode ends. Is Camille looking up? He, well, no, no, that's where it ends. Is Camille kind of holding Fa and saying, kind of just saying he, he really wanted to see her and he missed her. Yeah, right. And um, it's just kind of like that nice little quiet moment between them. Oh, Fa, you're a, gir- you're a girl I like, and you're alive. <laughs> and you're alive. And, uh, I, I like, Bright opens the door, but then, like, just kind of walks past him without saying anything. Emma comes down on the elevator, but then closes the door. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, it was, it was a nice way to end that episode, because it was, like... Like, Camille was being a dick, because I think he was just, like, he was lonely. I love any time, like, people are having, like, intimate moments. Like, Bright will just storm through the hall and, like, do a horrible job acting like he's ignoring them. (laughs) He's just so low-key mad that people are having emotions on his fucking ship. (laughs) I just want to see my fucking kids. (laughs) Um, and, and... I just want to plow my hot wife. <laughs> Ew. Bright's a wife guy. 
Uh, that's fine. I would be a wife. I I I would be a wife guy for Mirai too. He, Mirai and Bright are great. They're a great couple. I'm glad they I'm glad they had kids. Um, the, the next episode opens in what I think is one of my personal favorite moments of uh, the Zeta is in the hangar just chilling, and one and and one of the crew is just like. Well, what do you well, Camille? Like, like fucking, like when when you get your kid a Christmas present, it's like, well, Camille, what do you it's think? A poly. We 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 got this thing just for you. Like, we built it, we built it for you, and we got it here really quick. Quattro made extra special <laughs> sure that it got here fast for you. And Camille's just like, yeah, it's cool. And then he sees Haro and Fa, and he says Haro, and then Fa gets really mad. And then he just like is floating in the hangar, hugging Haro as he just floats <laughs> down, and I'm just like. <laughs> This boy, Camille is not the smartest boy. Camille, listen, Haro. Haro is Camille's stem toy. I've decided. This. <laughs> I like. There, there's, there's some, there's some Haro abuse later. Oh. Thanks, Cots. Fucking fuck, fuck you, Cots. You, you and Haro were homies. That's like that's you like when a OG kid Haro. that that's like in those that's like in like works of fantasy where imaginary friends are real and like the kid grows up and abandons them like Haro was your boy Haro was there for you Haro was your fourth sibling I think do you think maybe that's actually what happened is Hayato gave original Haro to to like Kots Kika and Lance yeah and they, and 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 Kots probably fucking threw it in the trash because like a girl he liked <laughs> on the playground laughed at him. Oh my god, that does sound like Kotz. That does sound like Kotz. <laughs> uh, Kotz is hanging out in space. They they have the Methus. Mm-hmm. Uh, which they're going to send over. But I think that's... I think that is this episode. They get the Methus. Because mm-hmm. this episode is the Eyes of Scirocco. God. This is the first time we really see the the, the, gun, the Zeta Gundam itself. Because uh, it, it's only a wave rider in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Ep- ep- opening still has not changed yet. Yeah. Which is interesting, because I, I remember it changing the second the Zeta Gundam showed up. Well, I mean, but like, it, tips- uh, it, it changes It changes on the episode that, like, the Zeta Gundam goes into action, you know? Well, it goes into action in this episode. Oh, fuck, where? Because it, it changes on the one where, uh, it changes on the finale, where, where Blex dies. Because these are the seasons I've, I've arranged in my head as the chunks of episodes we're watching. Spoiler alert, I think that's like a good 15 minutes into this podcast. Uh. Yeah, spoiler alert for <laughs> 10, 15 minutes from now. You should have so, done uh, the reading before you came to class. Um... Oh, this episode is the one with with Sarah, I think. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. This is where Sarah so, gets introduced. Because uh, Sarah had a non-speaking cameo in the previous episode, where like she comes in, the, in to talk to Shiraka right after um, Mar is leaving. Uh, yeah, because like I think I think I noticed her because I was just like, "Who's that character who didn't say she had pink fucking hair?" And I've watched enough anime, and, like, green barrettes. <laughs> um, and I, honestly, I chalked it. I chalked it up to me being me and just being like, "It's probably some fucking one of the dozens of fucking characters I can't ever keep track of." It's it's Sarah. Uh, yeah, Sarah gets formally introduced here, and she plays a big she plays a big role going forward. Nice. I'm glad. I was worried. Yeah. I was worried. I was worried they would both eat shit in that same episode. I was ready. I was ready for you to fucking tell me, like, yeah, like the Buff Clan twins. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. <laughs> so, fucking, because <laughs> that because that would be the biggest injustice, right? Of just like, oh hey hey, we're we're giving you your own little like you're giving you your own little troop of these two new recruits, and like they both die under Jared's watch immediately. Mission one, like that would be. Yeah. <laughs> 
So this is where we have that moment where Jared's just like, like, have you ever, like, look at you, like, oh, so you you're, think you're hot shit, you think you're new types, huh? Look at your hands. Look at your hands. You never killed anybody before. You think you, think you can kill somebody? And Sarah's like, I will never kill anybody. And Jared's like, not with that attitude. <laughs> that attitude, you're not. Ah, it's great. So uh, this whole time, is just like, I don't. Th- I think the only thing Shiraco is interested in with Mar is the fact that she's not interested in him yet. Oh yeah, that that's that the, that that is very that's very people of his personality type. Is they are the moat is like they they crave attention so much, but what they crave the most is the attention of people who don't want to give them attention. He's a sociopath. Mm-hmm. He, the 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 subs I had put it in like the grossest way possible, which is like if you have a particular fetish for boys, you can stay with him. Oh. But it was like I, I get what he means. Yeah, no, like 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 the 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 word fetish has older uses that are non sexual, but it's just culturally not as it's a little archaic now. But it, I mean, that's honestly that's that's he would speak in that in that sort of way too. Yeah, right. And, and I was like, I I I believe that he he is aware of the double entendre and does not give a fuck and is using that. To, like, to like and Chiro- the thing about Chiraco is that Chiraco is not only a sociopath; he is a fucking genius sociopath. <laughs> he's he's honestly like kind of Thrawn energy almost. Yeah, he 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 does give me Thrawn vibes even more than uh, fucking Dommel. Mm-hmm. He he he's he's a great villain. I love Chiraco so much. My my one of my friends. Uh, who I haven't talked to in a long time. I don't even know if I consider us friends anymore because how long it's been since we talked. But uh, he was an acquaintance in high school and he would overhear me talking about Zeta Gundam all the time. And he called me out of the blue. I have no idea how he got my number. (laughs) And we talked about Zeta Gundam for like three hours on the phone. Because I I always liked him. He was always cool. It was just we never, like, we're in, we never just, we just never crossed paths. Hey bro, I, hey bro, I doxed you to talk about anime. He's the kind of person who would, too. And he was telling me how Shiraka was one of the most brilliant characters ever, and he says that he's a master social engineer, because that nearly every time he talks to somebody that he wants on his side, he touches them. Mm-hmm. And I, I was thinking about that when I was watching this. I was like, oh my fucking god, he's right! I didn't notice that. That's a really that's a really nice touch, no pun intended. It's all like, like Shiraka... Like, you see it when he talks to Sarah. Like this, like especially when he talks to Sarah. This this motherfucker, like this motherfucker, read like this motherfucker could write the book of like how to how to meet friend, how to make friends and influence people, but by way of the fucking Marquis de Sade. Uh. I was I was gonna say written by Griffith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's favorite character is Griffith. Yeah, but no, like very much like. But why 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 wouldn't he be? He's the smartest character. Yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> But very much the like socializing as a tactic. Like there is no such thing. There is no such thing. There is no such thing as communication with other people that is not forwarding an agenda. Exactly, and he has that conversation with her where he's just like, "I understand something on a level that not even Yamatov does. The Titans are going to completely constrict." He's like, he, "He's like, if the Titans win the Grips conflict, the population of the Earth sphere is going to drop catastrophically. There is going to be so much death, and then there a new world will be born after that." 
And they're like, what, are you going to rule it? He's like, no, it's going to be ruled by a woman who I'm going to be nailing. Oh my god. Uh, he wants to be... Wait, what? And because, like, I think Mara or Jared are like, what, are you going to be in control then? And he's like, no, I think a woman will be in control of the new world. Hashtag girl boss. That is the, like... Because I think in his fucked up head, his position is like, I want a woman to be in control because of, of what, because of the, you know, his perceived idea of like what an ideal woman's mind would be like, would be a perfect leader. But I also want control and influence over them. Yeah, absolutely. That tracks for and, him. And I'm just like, God, Shiraco is such, is so fucking gross. <laughs> he is the grossest. He's just such a great character. He is so vile and disgusting. It's great. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't. He is the perfect villain for Zeta Gundam. I can't wait to see more of this man. Oh yeah, no, like every fucking like, ah, uh, like the every every single every single day. Like I, I, I have I have a reaction image now of just like fucking like I forget which character it is, but it's somebody just it's Camille it's Camille. Um, I think it's Camille or somebody just going like. Bask Om would do something like that. And it's just like me every time I read Twitter. <laughs> so, uh, to speed things along a little bit, um, he, they, Jared is out with uh, Sarah and Sidile, her, her androgynous lesbian friend, mm-hmm. who, who soon eats shit during this battle. And, because uh, right now, the Methus is being sent by Rekola. From the moon, where whatever moon, I think they're on Granada, the other so they're on the other side of the moon than Von Braun. Mm-hmm. And Hankin, on as Rekko's about to leave, Hankin hands her a present, like give this to Emma. It's, and he's like embarrassed about it, just like just, just shut up, just, just give it to her. It's very cute, honestly. Rekko, and so Rekkoa is taking the Methus to the uh, to the Argon. Uh, Jared is out on patrol, and Sarah immediately backtalks Jared in the best way ever, because Jared's like, <laughs> bam, there it is. That's the Argama. The Argama above all is our number one enemy. We're gonna move, we're going in right now, and and then fucking Sarah is without a doubt, without without missing a fucking beat. It's just like, uh, actually no. The Ayug as a whole is our entire is our is our enemy right now. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, uh, Lieutenant Jared. Uh, t- teacher, you answered that problem wrong. Yeah, no. She is not afraid of Jared at all. Siddeley is not obeying orders. Sarah sort of is. And, uh, eat shit. Uh, Fa jumps into a wreck, into a... Fa just steals a Rick Diaz and go, to go into battle. Because Camille this entire time has been ha- This episode is the one where Camille's been having the issue of just, like, there's so many women on the battlefield now. Uh. Which we talked about a little bit off mic. Yeah, no. And, because you, you, I don't, I, I, I think what Tomino is saying through that, it, through his own, you know, filter of a old Japanese man, mm-hmm. as left leaning and liberal as an old, as a very old Japanese man can be, for sure. He says something to the uh, like. His idea is not like, oh, it's bad that women are on the battlefield because that's not the place for women. It's more like now women are dying just as senselessly, senselessly as men. Yeah, right. We're like we're before it, like at the at the like when. When something like I I I can I can absolutely see see that aspect of it. It's like well yeah like w- war is bad for everyone, but at the ver at the very least there was a time when you could when you know 
women and children could be presumed safe. But especially in the one year war, like there's not enough there's not enough men left for that to be true anymore, and so women and children also have to die. And Fa- like Camille's entire thing is that he just doesn't want Fa to be in danger at all. Right. Because he values Fa, but he's made he doesn't but Camille is stupid and doesn't want to admit that. So he's making it this whole thing about like oh, like women should be on the battlefield. It's like it's like it's like Fa just like imagine Fa teasing him like Camille, do you care about me? And he's like, No, I'm just a misogynist. Because <laughs> Camille's fucking stupid. <laughs> And it's, but like, when he has that conversation, he like flashes and remember and thinks about four. There's like a very, very, very sudden and quick four montage. Mm-hmm. And then he remembers Rosa Mia. He's like, four's dead. Four could be next. Like, what about, how am I, if I reacted this badly to four dying, a girl I went on one date with and knew for three days, what would happen if Four died? Like, I've known Four since I was, I, I, like, I've known Four forever. Like, if Four died, I'd be fucked up forever. It's, it, so that's, that's what I think it is. Yeah. I don't think Camille's actually that mus- a misogynist. No, yeah, I, I, I also, I also think it's Camille just, like, not really being able to properly work through his feelings. Yeah. It's, none of this is conscious. This is just, these are the mental gymnastics he's going through at the, at a read he's not perceiving. So, the battle goes, one of the Gabflays is destroyed, and Sidley's killed by Fa, or by, no, by Emma, actually. Because Emma kills her, saving Fa's life. And they get back to the ship. Fa gets slapped by, by Emma. Like She's like, what the fuck? Like, Fa, I know you were really excited to prove yourself and be a pilot. Because you want to prove yourself to Camille. And you want to prove yourself to all of us. But, like, you're being fucking stupid and reckless. And she gets smacked, like, twice. And it's like, is Emma's dish not smacks to everybody? Mm-hmm. And Camille's just kind of like... Uh, Camille's just kind of like, Fa, like... This shit is really hard. Because <laughs> Fa's whole thing is like, if, if Camille can do this, I can do this. And it's like, yeah, but Camille is, can barely do this. <laughs> like, I don't think this is a thing about Fa overestimating herself. I think this is her, like, simultaneously under and overestimating Camille. Yeah, it's just it's just another, like... Like, I... I... I, I I am interested. Like I'm not saying it's like a bad thing or unwelcome because it's Fa and I always lo- and I love Fa. But it's just like man, the, it this is a common character archetype in Zeta Gundam. It's just a it's just a clown car full of people underestimating war. Yeah, I I think a lot of real war is like that. I fucking you know what? Fair. So. That, that's how that episode ends. The next one, Operation Apollo, is now in, in full full go. Jared got injured in that fight, and he was... he's he, Jared feels personally responsible for Sidley dying. Mm-hmm. Which, which shows, Jared's, Jared's unlike Chiraco, Jared is not a sociopath. Yeah. Like, Jared's an asshole, but at least Jared has, like, humanity to him. For sure. He doesn't, like, out... Like, at least Jared has a sense of loyalty. And he's like, no, I fucked up. I, like... And so Shiraco is briefing his his team. And then, uh... Actually, before, in the last episode, Sarah had that moment where she, like, was kind of new-type freaking out. Yeah. Where she was just... She was just feeling the vibe of the battlefield and freaked out. But because she freaked out is how she survived. Because she knew when to dip. That's true. 
Jared came a bit, and like Jared, I think also ruined one of the uh, the Gab flays. So, because Sarah and uh, Sidley were in Marsize. and I, I fucking love the Marsize. Those things are so oh, cool. The Marsize are sick as shit. So Operation Apollo is now beginning. Uh, Hankin has his own ship, which is the the we now have. This is cool for the first time in a Gundam show. Main characters have two ships. Yeah. They have the radish, the green ship the Hankin pilot, the Hankin has. There, there's a cute moment where, um, yeah, because in the last episode, Reko uh, uh, reunites with Camille and gave, right, gave Emma the gift. And Emma's kind of like, what do I do with this? And Bright's like, I don't know, it's not for me. <laughs> and she's just kind of like a complete loss of this, like, this man that really likes me. <laughs> I don't know. Everything with H- Emma and Hankin is, I, I adore it. I love them. Mm-hmm. Like, Hankin's not being a creep or being a gross about it. He's just, he's just, he just has a crush on he's, Emma. He's, he's got like a fucking, he's got like a fucking schoolboy crush. It's like fucking, you're just burly, you're just burly man with a schoolboy. <laughs> it's fair, like, I, I think Tony O likes that trope, because that, that was also, like, I, I, well, I don't know how much it was in 0079, but like, that, that very much became, like, Dazzle's characterization with, with what a wife guy he turned into. Well, I think it's like, that makes sense, because it's like, Dazzle's last thing he did before he died was sending his children away, like, tearfully saying that, like, I'm probably never going to see you again, mm-hmm. and I need you to be safe. And, like, because he, he knows the, the battle, the only reason they're leaving is because the battle of Solomon is, is going shit, and he has to get in the big exam. It's fucked up. We will, and we, we, are, we are quickly approaching uh, the, the consequences of that decision. No, wait till wait for the next couple episodes. That's... <laughs> the Titans now are about to launch their full-on attack on Von Braun. Camille starts this up. Ep- this is the one where Camille's cleaning his his, his room. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I love I love that. <laughs> Did you want to do the scene because you loved it so much? <laughs> um, God, I don't even. It was it's just this really hectic scene of like yeah because like this like it solidified Emma of like utterly failing to not be Camille's mom because she's like chastising him for like cleaning his room when they're technically like not on alert but they're like they're on alert to be on alert it's like Camille like like anything could happen at any fucking moment and you've got your like a code orange yeah we're on code orange and your your mattress is in the fucking hallway and you're not ready you're, you're you're not ready for anything at all and he's like fucking i'm not gonna have time to clean the room later like i gotta do it now like, i want to die with a clean room at least um and she just ends up just like fucking like oh, just being like oh fucking like whatever fine like and like helping him move the mattress and just like clean like like you're cleaning like ma'am you're cleaning this boy's room I, they have the nice conversation though. Cause she asks if he still thinks about his parents, or if his parents are like weighing on him still heavily. And he says, "I more think about all the people I've killed." That's fair. He's like, I, "That's more what I think about, like all the lives I've taken." And he's just like, "When can this war be over?" She's like, "I don't know. Ask Lieutenant Quattro." Because <laughs> Char hasn't been in the series for like a good, like almost eight episodes. Mm-hmm. He he just came back in this one. We see Cots and and, and uh, Quattro. Yeah. Camille has <laughs> Camille has his porn. <laughs> Do you remember that little uh, bit? That I thought was just really funny. Yeah, like I I it almost caught me off guard because I was just like, why why? Camille just borrowed this man's porn? I mean, okay. <laughs> well no, that it was case um earlier on when Camille was still in, in timeout with Saigasa and Taurus before the battle. 
Taurus and Psychos are like, hey, so like, tell us about Hong Kong. Did you bring us back anything? Oh, I see. And so I think it's implied that Camille bought porn in Hong Kong. <laughs> I mean, that that feels like something Cam- like Camille would think about, like, hey, I wonder what my fucking... I wonder what they would like as a gift, and it's like, mm, probably pornography, like, unironically. Probably, like, dirty Hong Kong porn. God. <laughs> and they're like... They love it. They love... Yeah, because Taurus is like... like Emma's like, I'll take it, and Camille's like, um, uh... Because <laughs> they don't outright say that it's porn, but, like, based on his reaction... <laughs> Yeah. It's essentially like a cassette tape. Mm-hmm. It's just like those fucking... It's just like those fucking, like, uh... Those weird softcore video clips in Yakuza 0 of, like, the bikini women with balloons. <laughs> but, like, Emma takes it, and she's like... Oh, she, I, I think she knows. Yeah. She's just teasing Camille about it, because then Camille and Fa have an argument about uh, her being a pilot again. Emma knows. Emma's like, oh, I've watched this. <laughs> and uh, Taurus's reaction upon getting it is really funny. Because mm-hmm. like, all the guys are like, oh god, what is that? He's just like, it's from Hong Kong. And they're like, oh my god, you gotta show me later. And Bright yells at them. Yeah, I fucking... God, I love Bright. <laughs> no horny on my bridge! Yeah. <laughs> horny people have no rights. <laughs> If you are horny, you ever have been horny, or ever plan on being horny, I will slap the shit out of you. Oh my god! Bright chastity, Noah. It's like bright, like bright. You have two, bright. You have two kids. It's like you fucking. You busted two nuts. God, bright would at least bright would bright would absolutely pull a Goku and bust in his wife twice and have a kid both times. <laughs> just like blop blop done i think no i think we're underestimating mirai here because mirai knew that like bright is probably bright's bright's probably low mm-hmm. and low sexuality so mirai's like i need to mirai like had her shit planned yeah. oh yeah mirai's mirai, mirai's the top like mirai's mirai's the top mirai's mirai's either a t- like top dom however you want to classify that like like she is the she is the she is the one making sexual advances i believe and she knows like i need to work extra hard on this night because if i want to have a kid i yeah i think honestly because i think i feel like bright's the kind of person where that that could be like a point of anxiety for him in a relationship because like he's probably aware of how awkward he is at that um and 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 i think i think like mirai would i think the the I, I'm picturing a scene of Mirai coming to him like, I think we should schedule when we have sex. And Bright's just like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. You see, this is why our Gundam episodes are very different. Cause we talk more about this shit than just like 80 minutes of us talking about how cool robots are. Yeah, right? Like, what? Oh, <laughs> our Gundam wow. episodes are very different. Wow, cool marriage. <laughs> wow, cool marriage. Our Gundam <laughs> episodes are... <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Zeta Gundam. Another, but this—that's another reason why Zeta Gundam is so good—is because you can think about that on top of being like this fucking Gundam transforms. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's amazing for so many different reasons. So the the Battle of Von Braun starts. Uh, this one has Jared once again being left to the dogs. Uh, Camille reunites with with Char, and. Uh, there, I feel like this is another moment of Fa underestimating war, 
is when she's like Camille is ready to Camille is elite, has been in enough conflict. Camille's been been a soldier for at least four months now. He is in it. He knows how he's psychologically in the place to do battle. Mm-hmm. So when he's about to go into battle, he's just entirely focused. So Fa's like, hey, sorry I was a little bit of a jerk earlier. Like, I was giving you shit. Fa was essentially being a tsundere. Yeah. And she was like, hey, hey, sorry, I was I was being a little, I was being a little bit of a jerk. Camille's like, roger that. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, he's, yeah, he's on. And Fa's kind of like, what? Like, I, I wanted to make him feel okay before the battle, so I wasn't thinking about that. No, he was not thinking about that. Oh, uh, yeah. Fa still... Fa is still operating under the assumption that Camille is the same person who is, like, running around in battle, screaming, going, like, you wouldn't have had to die if you didn't show up today. This is a different Camille. Yeah. She, she, and then again, she hasn't seen Camille in two months. Yeah, that's true. She hasn't seen Camille since then. She, so she's seeing the changes that happened to Camille during the Earth arc. Mm-hmm. During the, the Jabro, Amaro, and, and, uh four arcs to be exact because i've split them up i call these four episodes the uh well these five episodes episode um well no like four 21 22 23 24 i uh i consider all of those to be like the apollo arc right so yes um and then we'll get into the next one shirako's plan is that hey during the battle i'm gonna break off from the fleet and just enter into the city and that way I can make, I'm going to be, he's telling this to Mar because he wants to impress her because he's like, Mar's ambitious. I'm the most fucking ambitious human, human being on the planet. Like, Patrimus Shirako is a man out of time. He belongs in like ancient Rome. Mm-hmm. He would fucking thrive in Rome. Oh yeah. In terms of just being this like fucking socio, ambitious sociopath. Just a conqueror. Just an emperor. Like this man would tear out Caesar's throat. Mm-hmm man out of time and so shirako is like like he's like uh, he's like back turned to her arms crossed behind him like morpheus like yes i will descend upon von brown i will and then i will make this big flex to yamatov that i took it myself and then i will piss off yamaikin so hard because i am better than him and i want him to know it mm-hmm so, uh, the, the battle once again occurs. Fa goes out in the Methus because she, like, she just takes it from Rekoa. <laughs> just, just straight up, like, takes it. Yeah, this was so, like, us. I, 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 the more, the more I sit with it, the more I think it's like, you know what? I think, I think what it was was it really was just Camille used to be such an abhorrent shit kicker that Fa looked way more mature, and now Camille is like, more mature and hardened by war and now fa looks like the fucking child and this is why this is why a lot of people hate fa it's because it takes a little too long for her to get over that right as you'll see like as it goes on but i still really like fa yeah i still like fa i i think it makes i think it makes sense that it still takes her a while like even you know she's like you know she's she's in this war too but like she just hasn't gone through what camille's gone through um, Her parents are debatably still alive. Right. And even if they weren't, she didn't watch it happen. Yeah. So, th- this battle, uh, Camille gets into another fight with Jared. This is, like, fight number what? Like, eight? Yes, but, okay. Well, and even and even if she did watch it happen, there's low odds that she would have to routinely fight with one of, with like, the main person who did it. 
Yeah, the, the, the fucking cheese-headed frat boy that killed his mom. <laughs> and, like, wants to be my fu- Like, he wants to be Camille's fucking Pokemon rival, and it's just like, hey, remember when I killed your mom? <laughs> Fight me. So... What if Gary from Pokemon reminded you? What if Gary from Pokemon killed your mom? God, yeah. No, that, that's no, that, that's why Ash's dad's out of the picture. Gary killed him. <laughs> Gary has hit him with a car or something. <laughs> Gary hit him with his car that he has inexplicably, even though he's ten. <laughs> so, uh, Quattro gets his ass kicked a bit. The Hyakushi gets fucked up in this episode. Yeah, I didn't like like fucking. It's been so long, and I missed her, but then she got fucked up. Uh, she, he got double teamed though by the Gabthlays, because yeah. Mar shows up. Mar actually did more damage to him than than uh, Quattro did, you know, than uh, Jared did. Jared Jared totals his Mar his uh, Gabthlay, and he's like hurt. Like like Jared's like head smashes against like his the the console and his visor shatters. Mm-hmm. Like Quattro, because it's mostly Quattro. Quattro fucks Jared up. Hell yeah. Like. <laughs> Like, what was that thing you said about Lila? Like, if that wasn't Char, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, right? <laughs> if that was anybody but Char Asinable, I'm fucking, I'm fucking pissed. Um, it, you know, really thinking, really thinking about it, the AU is, like, really slowly building a, a sick-ass army. Like, they got the, they got the Mark II, they got the Mark II right out the gate, they got the Hyakushiki, they got the- Emma's in the Mark II now. Yeah, and then they got the fucking Zeta Gundam- they got the Methus. They have a ton of. They have like at least at least like th- at least two Rick Diosses and a ton of Nemos. And, and this is why. And this is why. At this point, when you asked me earlier, at this point in the show, I'm like, nah. Like they are, regardless of any setbacks that that may or may not pop up occasionally. I think they are. They are on the upswing still. Yeah, the Aeog are still on the. Are, the Aeog are making good progress. Mm-hmm. And. uh... So, at the beginning of this episode, before uh, Quattro got a call from Wong, and Wong is like, Quattro, you gotta, you gotta come down to Earth real soon, because you gotta act as a bodyguard for Blex. Mm-hmm. And Char's kind of like, this isn't really what I signed it's up like, for. I like, he argues with him, but he's I gonna do it. just got back from there. He was just like, oh, okay, but like, I'm mad about it. And uh, Henkin is talking to Char, he's just like, are you like, he was like, well, if they, he's like, I'm still gonna do it, but I'm mad. And if the Titans overhear that, maybe they'll they'll assume that we're like split. There's like internal strife here. Mm-hmm. So, in the next episode, so what ha- the episode ends with uh, there's this big broadcast like this is I, Paptimus Shirako of the of the Dogus Gear. Uh, I have descended upon Von Brown, and if the AUG does not back up, I will open fire indiscriminately upon the city. And he's like, fire like thirty. Like uh, miss them, but like only a little. And he starts like firing his shit over the city, and the Aeg are like, "Oh fuck, we don't have a choice right now." And it's kind of like a grim situation. Like Fog gets back, and she's starting to get it a bit more. Mm-hmm. Where Fog is like, she kind of gets back and just starts crying because she's just like overwhelmed, like and overstimulated. And I don't think this is. Tomino calling Fa weak. I think this is how I would be after my, like, second battle that we lost. Yeah, no, for sure. It's understandable. Like, my first battle was a close victory. Our second, my second battle was a fucking defeat. We got routed. And it, it's like, like, Emma is just like, Fa, do you get this now? 
Claus, like, kind of. <laughs> kind of, I'm almost there. So, the next episode, we, uh, we have, this is the last one, episode 24. This one was fucking awesome. I liked this one a lot. Uh, so we have, we have three plots going on here. We have the, uh, the second battle of Von Braun. We got Camille and the inside of, in the city. And then we have, uh, Quattro on Earth. Uh, we start on the Alexandria's bridge, where, uh, Jared, like, Shrocko just leaves. Shrocko fucking, it's just like, cause Camille sees, well, he, this happens a little later, but I'll start with, I'll start there. Mm-hmm. Shirako, the Dolgus gear just leaves. He because uh, Yamaikin came into Shirako's office and was just like, "What the fuck? Like we were supposed to? Just, we, why didn't you wait until we defeated the Ayug?" And he was like, "It ended the battle quicker." I mean, look, we got the city. And he's like, "Yeah, but what if the Ayug fucking didn't want to surrender? Would you have just blown up the city?" And he's like, "Well, I didn't consider that. I'm sorry. Maybe I acted too harshly." He gets like slapped, mm-hmm. and I'm like. That's the first time Shrocko's ever been hit in his life, and he's like, like, Yamaikin is gonna die for that. No, for sure. Can't wait to see that. Like, Shirako in his head, is just like, you are gonna die for that. Mm-hmm. And, he like, and he's like, okay, I'll surrender control of the city to you, because I clearly can't handle it. And Yamaikin's like, good, that's, that's what I wanted to hear, at least you know it. And he, like, storms off. And he, like, massages his cheek, and he says the line, like... It's quite difficult playing the part I'm, I'm cast in. Or pl- acting out this part is actually quite difficult. And I'm like, fuck you, Shirako. So, so he leaves. And he leaves. He kicks Jared and Mar off of his ship. He's just like, fuck you guys. I don't, like, Mar, you're not gonna fuck me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you're too much work. Jared, you suck. Bye. Yeah, right, I'm done. I'm done with you. It's not fun anymore. So Shirako leaves. And, uh... Camille is sent into the city to investigate. This is where we have the Haru abuse, because Kotz is now on the Argama, and he Kotz is being a fucking shit heel, Being like, hey, Camille, where are you going? He's like, I'm, I'm going to the city. Like, why? Like, it's a, do you have, like, a secret mission, Camille? Camille's just like, Kotz, like, shut up. Go fix Haru. Kotz kicks Haru, because he's an asshole. Ugh. Nice. And so the two of them... Uh, so Kotz, so they, they load up a car... To give Camille for he's in the city. I think they call it an air car. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. Maybe they can and so, airdrop? Maybe they're powered by oxygen? I don't know. That's weird. But sure, why not? It's the future. So, uh... Kotz stows away in the car. Or, like, Kotz helps load the car in and then hides in the thing, in the container. Camille get, gets in and sees the Dogus gear le- leaving, and so Jared and Mar show up to Yamaikin, and they're like, we want to be on the Alexandria's mobile suit force, and Yamaikin's like, fucking why? Like, we got enough pilots, what, go, just go fucking, go go hang out in the city, go shopping, whatever. And, like, he's like, didn't they call themselves Titans? Like, Yamaikin sucks, fuck Yamaikin. Yeah, screw him and his ridiculous name. And his terrible mustache. So, uh, head. the second Jared steps off the fucking, <laughs> the fucking Alexandria, he sees a goddamn Camille t- trying to take pictures of it and stopped by the cops. It's just like, it was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a college student. I just really like, uh, fucking military shit. I, it's cool. I'm, I'm with somebody. It's chill. And then like Jared actually like, Jared doesn't rat him out so that he can then take him aside and like, 
kick his ass himself. Yeah, he's just like, this is my cousin. And, like, I sent you the, the screen cap, I was like, it's, you you say surprise Pikachu, I say surprise Camille. Right. Like, Camille's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's this, because in it, within ten seconds, Camille had to be like, oh, fuck, that's Jared. Wait, what? <laughs> that's somebody who knows my ass. So, uh, Kim, he's like, yeah, I'll take my cousin over here. And then Jared and Mar just, like, be, like jump Camille. <laughs> Like, Mar points a gun at him, and Jared's just like, This is it! This is fucking Camille! This is the fucking kid I'm always talking to you about! <laughs> Camille's like, Oh, you talk about me? Shut up! <laughs> fucking knees him in the rib. Do you think, do you think like, I, I'm, somebody, some gremlin out there ships Camille, Jared? Oh, a fucking, of, of course. <laughs> it's that, some gremlin. It's a ship. For sure. <laughs> A shitload of gremlins. If you ship Camille Jared, you are a gremlin. They, I'm sure they. It, 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 that's not that's not a bad thing, but you are, know for a fact that you're a embrace gremlin. Embrace it. Embrace being a gremlin. Um, the kind that emerged from Tumblr like. <laughs> my my only thought during all of this was, why, fucking really, no one else, no one else could have gone on this spy mission. Cam- then Cam- Camille, like, except Camille, just say Camille, really? Maybe Camille's just the most inconspicuous. Yeah, because like, like his, Camille his is age. a civilian technically. He would blend in the best. Like I mean, like Bright. No, people know who Bright is. Quattro is on Earth. Um, Maybe Rekoa would have been a better one. Yeah, but I, I, I think it was a factor. Rekoa like, was probably a known fugitive. Um, his age and that Cots would have fucked it up. Yep, and Cots did fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so cop shows up with the gun that Amaro gave him, and is like, "Let go of him!" And like he, he like has Jared for a moment. But he gets too close to Jared, and then Jared's is like, "Okay, fine, I surrender." And he like turns his back, and then spin kicks the gun out of fucking J- Cots's hand. Dummy. Camille manages in the scruffle to grab Jared's, and he runs away. Like the way that Jer- Camille's holding, like dragging Cots by the wrist and they're running is really, it was just animated in a way that was really funny. Mm. It was kind of just like, we gotta get out of here, son. Yeah, no. But, uh, Camille's like, Cots, what the fuck are you doing here? Cots like, he has the gun Amaro gave me! And Camille's just like, that doesn't fucking matter right now! Yeah, no, I, I did like that exchange. It's like, fucking, it's a gun, like, have some fucking priorities, like. So, outside... We actually, this is where they first introduce a major character who's probably going to be Tucci's most hated character in this entire series. Or who I at least call the single most vile character in in the franchise. Uh, You saw him a little bit. He was in the Gaplant, the one that Rosamie was in, the green one. He had, like, no eyebrows. Ah, fuck. I'd have to see him again, honestly. You only saw him in his his pilot suit. You haven't seen him outside yet. Right, so yeah, I won't. But he's about to become Shiraco's number one dude. God damn. I lo- honestly, I love when characters like Shiraco have number one dudes. So it's like, I think he'll be entertaining. He, so Yazan is just like, because Yazan's a commander. Mm-hmm. He's, he has, he has like Hyzax under his control, under his command. And he's just like, oh, hey, the Argama's approaching. We're mobilizing now. And they're like, should we tell the Ar- Alexandria? He's like, what, what's the fucking point? Let's just go. 
You're all gonna die out there anyway. Fuck it. And uh, the fa. This is the point where like Reko was about to get into the Methus. I guess Reko was gonna be there because she want. I guess Reko really wanted to battle the Methus. Reko was like, I got my own goddamn mobile suit and I can't fucking use it <laughs> because Haro tripped me and Fa took it again. Just like fuck, come on. So Fa overextends herself a bit in the battle. Like Emma's going out, Char's not there. He's on Earth, and uh, and Apolly's out there. Pretty much all the main all the all the major pilots are out there, and it erupts into a full on battle against the uh, above Von Braun. Right. Uh, Yazan immediately picks out that uh, picks out the Methus and is like. Oh, that pilot's a novice. They're fucking mine. <laughs> Got him. Easy. And so... And so, Fa... In just taking evasive action and kind of not really thinking, just acting, flies into the city to try to evade him. And in doing so, crashes and makes a gigantic hole in the city of Von Braun. You hate to see it. And so this is when everyone gets into a, into a shelter. Uh, we're gonna cut to Earth. Because the fe- we're in Dakar, which apparently is a real uh, country in Africa. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, I thought it was India. I was like, oh yeah, because that the, the that the Federation like government head building or bi- their their assembly is all is in India, but it, I forgot it's actually Dakar. Because I, I think it's in, they move it to India in Charles Counterattack. I think that's why I think uh. of that. Uh, meanwhile, on Earth at Dakar, uh, Yamatov has. All but oh no, he did. He successfully convinced the uh, the Federation politicians to stay on sp- stay in space and to well to stay on Earth and to surrender all control of the Federation to him. And they vote on it, and they do. Blex is there, and he's just like like none of them have any idea what's actually going on in space because they're just believing Yamatov. Mm-hmm. Or it's be- it's in their better best interest to just turn a blind eye right now. Yep. For whatever reason. You know, the government. And, and Quattro's just like, isn't it possible to send all the politicians into space? <laughs> y- you know, Char, I fucking hope. <laughs> I fucking wish. And so, uh, they separate for a bit. I don't rem- I don't think they really show like where Char went, but Char went back to the hotel that, I guess they're staying at different hotels maybe, it's to seem more inconspicuous. Maybe, yeah. And Char has like a bad feeling, goes to check on um, Blex. And he notices, he hears two gunshots as he's entering the hallway. He runs up the hall, two, two like, waiters are dead, I think, or, like, two, like, bellhops. And Char bursts into the room and sees that Blex is shot and dying in his bed. And he grabs Char. And he's like, I'm, I'm fucked. This is it. Like, Yamatov got me. Jig is up. You. I know you're Char. You're very fucking bad at hiding it. <laughs> you are now in charge of the AUG. Fucking be Char. <laughs> Cut out the Quattro shit. You gotta be Char. And, w- and with that, Quattro is now the head of the AUG. The founder and leader of the AUG is dead and, n- and nominated Char on his dying bed. Yeah, I... I- not unlike Zeon Daikun. Yeah, I, I made the joke earlier, just like, wow, this is just like when my when my dad died and said that to said that to 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 Digwinzabi, except for this time it was real. 
oh my god, what if... Because we never hear the line that, like, Zeon Daikun said to uh, Degwin Zabi. Mm-hmm. What if he said, I know you did this. Right. <laughs> yes, my friend. I will take control of Zeon. <laughs> like, like, for, like... Yeah, I... I I 100% believe that's exactly what happened, like, canonically. Like, that's my... Zeon Daikun's dying words are like... It's like... It's like the fucking Dr. Hill from Reanimator. You bastard! Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for sure. No, that's what it was. Um, but I, I I like how Char doesn't even have a, have a moment to respond before Blex dies. Yep. Got him. Char just has to sit with that, just being like... <laughs> Oh, fuck, I don't have a choice anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, the battle starts getting worse. This is where we have that moment in the shelter where, um... I- I'm gonna call her Diet Kitty Kitten. Oh, God. Because she's just a spunky blue-haired girl. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. Camille, Jared, and Mar and Kotz are all stuck in the same, like... In the same shelter. And, like, Camille... And Ka- they have a weird, like, gun trade where Akos gets, his- gets Amro's gun back. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a bit of a, it's a bit, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a clusterfuck. I'm, I'm, I'm a little hazy on the, on the beat by beat. And so, they're just kind of sitting there, because there's no, all the oxygen is seeping out of Von Braun. Like, what are they going to do, like, shoot each other here? Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's just sort of like a tense standoff. And like, there are like there is like thirty people here. My gun has maybe six shots in it. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised that mob just didn't beat the shit out of Jared. Really should have, but you know. Because there's that one girl, and she's like, "You're Camille, right? My dad is an AU. My dad secretly supports the AU. I know all about you." And he's like, "Thanks." <laughs> and he's just like. Why, why would you... And, like, Jared starts giving him shit from across the room. Like, hey, Camille, fuck you! Fuck the Ayug! <laughs> Just because he can't not. Oh he can't not. Like, Jared can't not start shit. He's a shit... He's a shitster. And the, uh... Eventually, Camille and Kotz leave with, like, gas masks. Because I think they hear stuff going on outside. Because yeah. the battle... The Ayug... Rekoa brings the Zeta to him. That's what happens. And Jared's like, wait, I'm gonna, he's about to like try to shoot Camille. And then the blue haired girl, it like blocks the way. And he's like, no, you're not leaving. Where do you think you're going? And then he just decks her. And I was like, cause I, I was like, and that's when the, and I was like in my head, I was like, yeah, that's when the group then jumps him. Mm-hmm. Like he hits her and then the group, and then the, and then the other 30 people just jump Jared. Of course. The, yeah. That, that's, that is realistically what would happen without a doubt. And, I, and it didn't happen. I was a little disappointed. I was like, fuck that. Wait. Because <laughs> I I, I've seen this show a ton of times. I haven't in like four years. So like, I don't remember the exact play-by-play of everything. But I was like, I, I thought that was what was going to happen. But uh, Camille gets into the Zeta. But uh, the battle just doesn't go well. Like, they manage to repel the Alexandria and the Alexandria retreats. But like, Von Braun's just pretty much destroyed. Like, who knows how many civilian casualties there's been? Who knows how long it's going to be till anybody can inhabit the city again? And how many businesses are destroyed? The the fuck the 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 fucked thing for me was like how it 
it really just sort of moves past it like like the like the AU could just sort of like, well, this city's fucked. Cause like what else can you do? Yeah, and it's it I think that shook me the most of just like, goddamn, like And Fa is just weeping on the bridge of the Argama and like it's Fa is Fa is just like inconsolable because she feels personally responsible for this. And to, and to a point, she is. Yeah, no, but it's like, yeah, but if if, if they want to get anything done, then like they can't be that way, because they all are. They all they all personally responsible for this. And Camille is just like, God, I hope shit's going better for Char on Earth. Yeah, right. A, a fucking uh, uh, yeah, Cam- Camille just like, huh? I don't know. I don't know what dramatic irony is. I hope Char's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, that, that was, that was the second, we're now, uh, we are now perfectly halfway through, uh, well, we are, like, whatever person, we're, like, we're 24 episodes into a 50 episode series. This is, this has been... We're at the halfway mark. I think this has been the first act of Zeta Gundam. Honestly, yes. The first, the act one of Zeta Gundam is the longest, and it has ended. The pieces are in place. In a big way. This, yes. Like, I, I always say that the, the that a lot of people get turned off by Zeta because the front half is slow and the stakes aren't super high. Like, by the time you hit episode, like, 19, 20, this show is in full gear. People are... I, I, and also just, like, I, I think I think people are ready for Zeta Gundam now. I, I think Zeta Gundam is a lot, would be a lot more susceptible to audiences today. Even the slow burn... Because, like... Like all the slow burn stuff in the beginning is just like it's it, I I I went into this in the first part like as often as I possibly could, but it's like it just constantly reminds me of living in America. This is topical yeah. right now. And, like, Not to bro- date this episode in, too you know, much. N- nothing allegorical, but in broad strokes, you know, because it it's 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 a familiar tune. It's a familiar tune wherever there's fucking like like. This is an incredibly important show to watch right now. Yeah. Like, right at this very moment, this is the best time to be watching Zeta Gundam. Yeah, it's... It's quarantine, dude! You got time, I know you do. Fuck it, you only don't have time to watch, like, 100 episodes of something? Just watch them, watch the 079 movies and watch this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You can watch the show again later, but you gotta, you gotta, but you can do it later, I'm giving you permission. Gotta do both. So, just so the escalation. How could these episodes compare? These eleven episodes compared to the previous thirteen, previous fourteen. I, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, it's 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 a it's a smaller it's a smaller batch of episodes, but arguably the the important the important beats are a lot more important, like. There's the the characters that are introduced. The characters that are introduced here are like so important and impactful, and like Camille as a character has grown so much, and like it's like and and other characters as well have grown have either grown so grown more or they have been fleshed out for us the audience, and then we can have a better appreciation for them. And it's like you know, it's it is. It is a continuation, like like the 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 pacing of the show. Cont- I I think the pacing of the show is 
fine. I am enjoying the pacing of the show. I don't think it's slow at all. It's I, I think this show has better pacing than Edeon did. Oh, fucking country mile. Absolutely. And, like, that's not to disparage Edeon. Edeon... Edeon, at its best, is at the same level as Zeta Gundam, but, like, Edeon just has far lower lows. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that was the growing pains of going from 70s anime storytelling to, like, 80s anime storytelling. Yeah, they, you know, always... Like, I think Edeon... Uh, you know, 0079 and Edeon were learning were learning experiences that they took with them into, into Zeta, for sure. And... And on top of that, you know, Tomino also did Zabungle's Dunbine and Elgine in between these. Yeah. I'm ve- I've I've never finished Dunbine, so I'm really excited to like get into. I've always been interested in Dunbine. I'm I'm always interested in, in, in fantasy in fantasy mech. Um, yeah. I've yet I've yet to sit down with one in its entirety and, and watch them, but but I'm I, I want to. So th- with this, I ask you uh, the question I asked you at the front of the last episode. I'll ask you the back of this one. I'll ask you. Is Quattro Bajina who Char strives to be, or is Char actually being himself right now? Is just has Char found his identity yet? No. Um I wouldn't even necessarily use the verb strive. I think Quattro is who Char Quattro is who Char is in denial about being able to be. Quattro to him is an ideal and is Quattro is a situational identity but I don't think I think it's the wrong situation I think he because you know it, n- not because it, it it's been built up so strongly and so intentionally because it you know we, we, we crack jokes all the time that like man fucking everybody is constantly everybody is constantly accusing Quattro of being Char like they see through his disguise and I think that's because, like, after 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 twenty four episodes, I think I think the real reason for that is like it is less it's it's not as genuine of an identity as Char Asnable. He's very much running from something instead of towards something. You know, as much as he acts like, oh, Quattro is who I have to be to be in the AU. You you know who everyone in the AU wants? Char Asnable. So it's like, but he doesn't want Char to be here. He wants Quattro to be enough, and everybody is begging him and ex- trying to trying to get it through his fucking thick skull. Like, no dog, Quattro Bugina is not gonna get shit done. Like, w- which is evident in the fact that like up until like up until this point, like fucking, he constantly, sh- he almost consistently shrinks from like leadership or like. Char Asnable would have Char Asnable would have already been leading the e, the, the AU. Quattro Bajina is not a leader. Quattro Bajina is a soldier. Yeah, because because Char is afraid. Char is afraid to lead because that is who his father was, and his father fucking his fa- like I don't know. His father's fucking dead. Yes, his father's fucking dead, and it's like you know not not that he isn't like afraid to die in his own way. Well, that's the thing, right? He he isn't afraid to die like in glorious battle or whatever. But what he is afraid, to, what he is afraid of, is failing at making real lasting change. 
Um, because who isn't? Yeah. Um, Char is my favorite character in like all of yeah, fiction. Yeah, Char is so. important. Um, Char is very important, and that Zeta is so good for Char in terms of all it. Like you, you made that that post where it's like Batman sits in the Batcave, like pondering if he is truly Bruce or the Bat, and Char slides in and laughs at him, saying like, "Motherfucker, you're only too deep." Yeah, right. Uh. <laughs> I got four of them in here now. Oh god, and um, and so I'm I'm extremely invested in in where we go from from here because. This chunk of this chunk, like so, so the our fr- the fr- the first batch of episodes very much establish a status quo. Th- this batch of ten episodes, like completely shook that those status quos apart and like tore them down. Um, and now going forward, we are building something new. In a lot of ways, on a lot of levels, for a lot of different characters, um, and I am extremely interested in how that's all gonna come how that's all gonna come out in the wash exactly yeah there's there's so much set up now everything is it like i feel like once again breaking this into fours just because it's it's easy to do i feel part one was very much a stat the like camille arc moon arc front half of part one all about establishing what this show Mm -hmm. is and then the Jaburo arc is just the first domino. Then we have the Amuro arc. We introduce Amuro. We show the stakes of everything on the ground. Camille really gets the development through the four arc. And then with the Apollo arc, Zeta Gundam truly begins. Hell yeah. Like, this is Boromir dying at the end of, of Fellowship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blex is dying like... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it is true. <laughs> my brother, my king. Yeah, right. Oh no. <laughs> right. I don't know how to feel about that. The first member of the party died. Yeah. First member of the eight, second member of the eight to die. But Roberto was essentially more of an extent, ex- like a uh, promoted extra. Oh, whoops. He's a red shirt. He was a red shirt with a name and a mustache. <laughs> Um, so that's been Zeta Gundam uh, part 3 we will be starting with episode 25 obviously and we will be going up to episode 37 alright which is another one of the best episodes in the show can't wait so uh, final thoughts on, on part on part 2 of Zeta what are you, what are you looking forward to like what, do you have any, pre- any predictions of what's going to happen or like things you want to see more of I that I, can, I will neither confirm nor deny if they happen Honestly, when I'm when I'm when I'm into a show, like I don't want any like I I don't make predictions. I don't theorize because like, um, because if I get if if I, because you know I'm, if I come up with a really good idea, I'll be disappointed. I'll be disappointed if it's wrong, and if I come up with 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 a bunch of theories, like I. Uh, if I come up with a bunch of theories and then I'm right, then it's just like, oh, cool, the thing that I thought was going to happen, like, happened. So that's whatever. So, like, I just... I, I feel that. Yeah. Um, Burger is stirring, so we should wrap this up. Uh, I'm very yeah, excited. Yeah, we're pretty though, much done. But for, for what's ahead. 
Yes. Uh, join us. And I think I can try to get these out every other week, just if my work schedule permits. Because mm-hmm. I am I am working insane hours next week, and if I have to work that more than twice in a row, I am probably going to quit my job. Solidarity, you should. Um... But uh, we'll try. I'll sneak. We'll try to sneak in time to record and edit this. So hopefully this will be up. Uh, not too. Well, I mean, why am I talking? You're already listening to it. But I want to try to get the next. The, if you're listening to this, the one after it will hopefully be only a week or two away. Yes. No more gigantic two month breaks because we've we've adapted to our current living situations. Uh, like the like the cockroaches of humanity, we are. Um, I uh, if you would like if you would like to show David solidarity and and making him feel better about quitting his garbage job, you can leave us a five star rating on iTunes. Uh, any any yes, way you're we'll able read them to, on the show. you feel comfortable doing so. Um, you can follow us. Even if you make a burner account, doesn't matter. Apple sucks. I don't have any loyalty uh, to Apple. We just want more people to leave listen. Us a, uh, yeah, like, leave us a review. We'll read it on air. Um, send us any emails, questions, comments, uh, corrections under the subject line hey douchebag at uh, mechtrospective at gmail.com. Uh, f- Do we have any emails or no? Uh, no new emails. Um, follow us on follow us on Twitter. I retweet a lot of cool mech gifts because that's always fun. Um, we are uh, at Mechtrospective. It's spelled exactly the way. Just look down at your phone or your PC or whatever. Uh, yeah, and I always feel like an idiot spelling things out for people online. M E C H T R S P. Um, but that's but yeah, but but that's gonna but that's gonna but that's gonna do it. Um, for right. Yeah. For right now, uh, Hoshi's Aura No Believe is slowly fading in. Uh, as it's getting louder, we're getting quieter. I feel it in my heart. I'm putting it in post, but I feel it in my heart. I, I'm, I'm feeling that I'm, 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 I'm seeing the tears of time or whatever the fucking thing is. Uh, I, I cry, I cry at the people with Ron Brown. I, 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 I cry when Haro is kicked.